Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure Run Fest on Raw Dog Product Comedy Hits Channel 99 The Philly guy wakes up in the morning hoping Fez maybe really died. Hicks stays really high, shell has pretty eyes and lips like Lily Tide. Ron does the world's best interviews. Hicks drinks too much and will continue to. And Shelby's got DSLs. And you won't hear Fez until the live read interludes. If he talks, it's probably not new shit. Somebody's in the bathroom, he's probably not pooping. Hicks went to college, so he's probably not stupid. Shelby's got a bad gland, he's probably got lupus. This is like a rap version of an unscreened phone Sick call. movie raps, bro. Yeah. Digging that running Fez show. Fez is all weird and sad. Digging that running Fez show. Never no turning back. Never, never, no, never no turning back. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Announce who the winners is. Hicks can't do it because he can't pronounce Bennington. Bang then. Ronnie, what you give him so much shit for? Because he's a shitty mentor in the sense. What the fucking fuck? Fez used to play a gay character. Now he's the oldest virgin in North America. He sits quiet as a cat bird. To get him talking, call and say the other F word. Fashion. And then it turns to the advice show. Blame it on his mom like the murder movie Psycho. And people start to add theories He stands in the booth so he can fart and act clearly Came out the closet, then he starts to act weirdly Now he has a breakdown and a heart attack yearly Digging that running fast show Shelby's got rotten glands Digging that running fast show Never no turning back Never, never, no, never no turning back Yeah, shout out to Blowhard Andy from Cleveland uh, John from wherever he's from, and shout out everybody. Janice, what up? Uh, Sarah McPants, what's up? Liz says fire. Trek of love, yeah. Everybody but Lady Trucker. Everybody but her. Continue to ban Lady Trucker forever, please. That won't be a problem. 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. That was old Mike Eagle. Guess who's coming in today, Chris? Who's that? How do you not know? You're the producer of the show. <laughs> You're the producer of the show. How do you not know Open Mike Eagle is going to be here today? I'm sort of excited because I like the song, but I'm also annoyed with him because it attacks me all the time. I hear it. It's like I'm, I like the You know the song. that if you didn't point it out, nobody would even notice that? That's where you fucked up. Uh, Tammy Pescadelli will also be here today. Uh, and I believe Annie Lennox is going to step in. That's a full show. It's exciting. That is a full show. Uh, you know, we also have Fez Watley here today, and it seems like Fez is getting stronger every day. Yeah, this morning he came in tough. Fireball? Right yeah, right You know why? Why? Royals. You're I the fucking KC Royals, dude. It's the bottom of the ninth. You got fucking two outs. You're 0-2, and there's a fucking flamethrower coming at you. Who wants to be at the plate? Big Cat. B.C. Cookie, cookie, cookie. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Launches Big shit. cook. And then he fucking rocks it, and then he stares down that piece of shit picture. We thought he was... Picture? His- picture. Picture. You said I, picture. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see it there for some no reason. No one can get a hit off a picture. <laughs> I really wanted to see real throws. Real blown. I wanted to see a fist Excuse fight me, last what are night. you doing? I was talking about the Royals game. Yeah. I wanted to see a fist fight, and then it seemed kind of pussy of them just staring dudes down. And then th- it's only second game, dude. Have you got that kind of fucking heat? I thought the Royals were fucking amazing to say you're not fucking giving a shit. I had them counted out. They were fucking done in my book after game one. Yeah, yeah, the thing was over. <laughs> it was over. It's a roller coaster of and emotions. As, as so soon far. as as soon as like they were down. Uh, I'm like this thing's done. Who gives a shit? And then the Royals came back. In a big fashion. Yeah, in a big fucking fashion. I'm feeling really good again. And that's why Fez Watley feels himself today. Fucking guy getting... Hits fucking 330, steals 30. Sick. 30 fucking home runs. Power and speed? Yeah. Power and fucking speed. Rare. Hits from either side of the fucking plate. I mean, he's getting walked half the time. He's our George Brett. He always has been... Always will. You're only saying that because he has those ass warts. Yeah, why don't you pull it all the way down? Pull it all the way down. You know, it's one thing if you're going to do it from the hook. You know, that might make a little bit of sense. You want to hear the first verse? I'd rather hear puddles. I'm going to be 100% honest here. I'd rather hear fucking puddles out there. Anyway, we're talking about fucking Watley. He's a beast. Um, that's the fucking important thing, Chris. This guy's ready. Um, Jeff, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Chris. Yes? We want a picture, not a belly picture, you jerk. I make one mistake if you're already jumping all over it. <laughs> you got a fucking jizz mouth, pal. I'm going to fucking just tell you what I hear. You got a jizz mouth. It's jizz free. Is that Canada dressed up like that? Yeah. Yeah, that's that. They're know. crying? Yeah, they're all freaked out. God bless them. I didn't know they got all nutty dressing like the English. Yeah, they do. Their judges have, like, the powdered wigs and whatnot. That's fucking stupid. Yeah. That's white people acting stupid. But they're fucking moved today. Well, there you go. Crusaders are right. We got to stand up to the Muslim hordes. They're coming after us. They want the Holy Land. They're at the gates, man. They're the Canadian gates. Bill Gates, you know what I mean? Who also hit fucking 300 lifetime. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't even know he played. I just thought mm. he was like, a, you know, a Harvard, you know, egghead. 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 Okay. Okay. Mike, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, what's going on, Ron? Yeah. Also, I'm going to be in New York City for all night after going to see Jason Ellis at the uh, Gramercy Theater. And, um... What is there to do in Manhattan that's not touristy? Um, you can smoke crack and get a blowjob. That's the two things I'd recommend. That's the, that's the fun thing to do. Just get high as a kite. Um, John, Kansas, show the run first show. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Hey, I'm just getting pissed off when these umpires will not give the catcher the ball 
and the hats just step out and throw it back to the pitcher. Just give it to the people that are playing in the game and let them throw it back. Well, the, you know what? I mean, a lot of times you're like, I like to show off my arm. They you want to be I mean? part of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't get a you can't get around the fact that. Out of all the sports, the umpire is more involved than in any other sport. He's actually down inside the play. He's got his fucking chin on the catcher's shoulder. Can you imagine if somebody was standing that close to the quarterback, just like fucking right there with him? You're going to take the snap down, aren't you, dude? Now you're dropping back on this play because they got to move back with you. It's like a dance. Watch out for that sack. And that's why Fez Watley... When the fucking shit hits, and the fucking crowd is chanting, he wants to walk up to the fucking plate. And the way he does it, he drags his bat behind him. He doesn't fucking hold it up on his shoulder. He's dragging it, barely holding on to the handle, like the whole thing's an annoyance. That's fucking cool. What, this again? Guess I'll go save the day. Jesus. Oh, I'm going to swing, but I'm awful fucking stiff. And then what does he do? He fucking rips the tits off the ball. Goes yard? Yeah, he goes yard. I like that. He's the fucking yard bird. If they're going to fucking call him anything, if he came out, the yard birds would be fucking playing. That would be his fucking scene. What's what's up with you today, yard bird? Feeling strong? Sure. Bottom of the ninth? Yeah, this is still the beginning of our game because the show just started. No. This is the bottom of your ninth. The fucking standalone fruit. Ready to go deep. The yard bird. Ready to fucking take that thing yard. Bird is the word, is what they say. Bird is the word. You got that fucking catfish hunter mustache. Oh, sick, dude. You know? It's Whack stuff on each, either side. You're feeling it. There he is. You know fucking Judy. You're not going to fucking punch Judy the ball, Fez. You're taking the tits. Um, Jay, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. I just wanted your opinion on the... Uh, Hold on. I'm trying to hear you over the Yardbirds. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. I was just curious if you're listening to that interview, you know, with Tim Hudson during the bottom of the third when they just ruined the game. You know, that, that fucking Tim fuck. I hate that guy. He just kills the game, you know, and it's always during the uh, the bottom of the... Uh, <laughs> Does that make any sense? Well, here's my biggest problem with that. You've got your guys that you fucking follow all year, right? And then you have to give them up and hear these two fucking national guys who are just about themselves. It always killed me. At the end of the year, when you need your announcers the most. The guys who really cared about the team. Boom. Here's these other guys. Hey, Joe Buck. Joe Buck knows more about this. I'm going to come in riding on fucking Tim McCarver's shoulders. <laughs> acting like he's a pony. Listening to him, I always felt that Joe Buck's voice sounded more like Tim McCarver and vice versa. I 
don't even know how to re- respond to that. It's so weird. Just I, when I after you hear the first time hearing their voices, then looking even even when I knew what they looked like. When do you run out of cold medicine? <laughs> when are you getting off the fucking Kokomo coca- uh, codeine fucking train? Well, there aren't any refills on it. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> so when it's gone, it's gone for good. Well, I came in here today, and you're fucking French in the asshole of it. You're just down on your knees. Well, all I had to do is pour water into it and make, you know, like a diluted cocktail. Jason, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, morning, Ron. Yeah. Uh, Ron, is it just me or does Fez remind you of Kirk Gibson stepping up to the bottom of the ninth, stepping up to the plate to the bottom of the ninth against the uh, Oakland A's? On those fucking shaky done. legs? Everybody in the place saying, is he even walking? How can he get out there? I even tried to stop him coming up out of the dugout steps. I'm like, Fezzi, you can't do it. He fucking throws my hand off, steps up. And I'm like, oh, God, I hope he just gets his bat on it. Just get your fucking bat on the ball. Oh. And then that fucking hit in the right field. And you just see him. Cranking around on those bad wheels. You can't even do it. And here's the thing. You couldn't be more excited, right? Yeah. But you're thinking, I'm never going to see this again. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. That's how heroes are made. It'll all be gone after this. But your hero disappears right at the height of it. You know what I mean? (sighs) Boom. That's the end of his career. And that's the big cat. Big C. Gibby. Does he take a curtain call on that, or does he, does he just hang out in the dugout? Like, <laughs> if anything, I, if, if I was fucking Fez, once I hit that fucking dinger, I go into the dugout, and they're fucking cheering for me, I just throw my pants out there, and then my jock. <laughs> and I just let, let it be known. The announcer would have to go like this. It looks like Watley just left his balls on the plate. You know, I like when those wrestlers will retire in the Olympics and they just fucking leave their sneakers there. Yeah. Their wrestling shoes, they're the not helmet. sneakers. No helmet. Well, what the fucking helmet. helmet? They put their shoes there. There's no helmet in fucking wrestling. You're thinking of fucking World War One trench warfare. But Watley will just go out. Everybody's fucking clapping. And he just drops those old balls on the fucking pl- plate. Just fucking leaves them there. This is for you. This is for all you people. I don't know if you feel like you're into this today because we're building you up and you're being totally silent, but inside, somebody's talking, ain't they? Deep inside, somebody's grabbed the mic and they're fucking going with it. I know it. I just know it. Um, here's, um, here's Josh in Boston. You're on the run of Fest show. Uh, Chris, I got something a little bit better than that coding syrup you got. I got the one with uh, the Vicodin, and if you want to come out to Massachusetts, I'll hook you up. All right. If you got Vicodin in your cough syrup, you can bang him in the ass with it. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> it's only five bucks on that bus to go up there. What are you taking, the SARS bus? Yeah, SARS bus. Uh, Between Two Ferns is up on the iBank today. Um... Zach Galifianakis and Brad Pitt. I'm going to be the first person who's ever said this. That's a fucking hilarious show. No one ever brings it up. You know, it's just this little known show. It's underground. It's cult. Yeah. 
There's never been a bad one. And I wasn't crazy about the Bruce Willis. Really? I like the Bruce Willis Didn't one. like the Bruce Willis. Thought Bruce tried to be Galifianakis. That's my own opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wanted Bruce to be stoic. Don't try to be the silly guy. Play the straight guy. There's a lot of fuck there's a lot to be said for the straight guy. No, I'm straighter than Brad, but I don't want to give any spoiler alerts. Why? Because people want people to watch it. But that wouldn't it. be given in a spoiler alert. A spoiler alert is where you warn people. All right. Things are coming up. You would say spoiler alert, and then the thing. It's not a bad thing to give out spoiler alerts. As a matter of fact, it's you saying spoiler alert, giving people a chance to run for the fucking hills. You See, know? My problem is I'll throw a spoiler alert out after I give it out, which ruins it for everyone. Brendan, Strong Island. Hey, did Hicks hear Sam Roberts accuse him of breaking microphones this morning on O.A.? Hicks doesn't fucking know his ass from a hole in the ground. I didn't break anything. You're slapping mics around here and here all day long, dude. All fucking day long. You're using your, uh, you broke chairs, you're breaking mics. I didn't break any mics. Um, here's the stuff that you're being accused of. Okay. Uh, chair? Yeah. Snot? Snot. Yeah, you leave the snot behind. Bullshit. And then microphones. Kid touching? Oh, yeah, that goes without saying. That's, that's, his, that's his personal life. No, that's, that's that has nothing to do with me. At all. It's a nasty rumor. Um, all right, Leslie... And um, by the way, I don't know whether she's on painkillers or not. You know, I know she's got the broken toe. Oxycontins. Yeah. Um, the reason why she got the broken toe? Didn't pay off her bookie. Uh, Didn't know she had a gambling problem. Oh, yeah. She's going to end up with a Kathleen boot. Oh, boy. For two straight fucking years. Yeah, that thing's going to get cut off. Yeah. Um. So she said, uh, you know, that they just put out that uh, the leaked trailer of the Avengers. Yeah, Age of Ultron. And a journalist friend of hers just posted this. Everyone on Tumblr wants to bang Ultron. They want to fuck the robot. <laughs> you feel like that's true, Chris? I don't... You know what? Who wants to fuck a robot? It's... Everyone on Tumblr. I just gave you the fucking, um, is it 411 or 911? I guess they give you the 411. Yeah. Because this is the fucking 90s, dude. All right? Don't go chasing waterfalls. They want to bang him because he's voiced by Spader. Like, if they could get inside his robot mind, sure, but. Let me tell you something, Shelby, since you're fucking asking. Fez Watley is the last power hitter who can also drag butt. All right? Shit. I'm not talking square around with the fucking bat out. I'm talking lay that thing down softly while everybody's got their fucking thumb in their ass. And by the third baseman fucking time the third baseman gets over the ball, Watley's already fucking on first base. He's catching everybody fucking sleeping. Everybody. Everybody. Call him Sandman. Fucking Sandman. And I know inside you're answering this back, Fez. I know you're just not fucking sitting there. See, I don't think this uh, trailer was leaked. I, I think it was purposely put out there. Fez Watley dropping fucking truth bombs on the Marvel Universe. And here's Boom. An Boom. And here's another story that uh, was put out purposely. It's on the iBang. Neil Patrick Harris, of course, is going to host the Oscars next year. 
Now it's been put out there that he was fourth down the line as Oscar host. Behind, behind bringing Ellen DeGeneres back, trying to get Chris Rock to return 10 years later, and Julia Louis-Dreyfus as a first-time Oscar host. This is all part of the emceeing genius that is Neil Patrick Harris. Because now, this will be a bit next February at the Oscars. This is all three of those are people are going to show up in the opening ceremony of the Oscars in the opening number. Oh yeah. Y'all know it's time for some of that gay talk. <sighs> Bill, Jersey, you're on the run of Fez show. Car holder twenty nine eight seventy five, my buddy. Hoo ha! Hoo ha! Hoo ha! Hey, Ronnie B, you're you're sitting next to Charlie Hustle. Fezzy is Charlie Hustle. When you drop that ball like Bob Boone in the eighty World Series, you have fucking kid there to pick it up and run with it. He gets that out. He it's the beautiful it fucking Bob Boone went to squeeze it and shot that fucking foul ball back up and. America just went like this. Ah, oh, shit. Who's standing next to him? The fucking hit king. The hit king. Oh, Look at that. Jesus Christ. It's one of the greatest fucking things you'll ever see in your life. Because he doesn't fucking need to be there. Charlie Hustle hustled over. This is what he was like. This is. I'm going to just fucking give you a... a a thing about Pete Rose. Because right. one thing about him is that he was never a selfish ball player. He when I talked to him, I said, you elevated the team. And he did. He fucking came there. Suddenly, Larry, Larry Bow is fucking batting better. Schmidt, he's fucking fielding better. Everyone around him is playing better. When, when he was uh, with the Big Red Machine, and Johnny Bench picked up a fucking baseball ante, it was about the fucking mounter. Yeah. He would feel up from underneath him, Pete Rose, grab that shaft, and help guide it in. Wow. That's the fucking type of teammate he was. A great man. Yeah. I guess. I mean, that's really close. I mean, it's outside the game. Is it? Is anything outside the game is what I'm asking you, Chris. It's a pretty personal moment when you're grabbing another man's shaft. So, Fez just dropped uh, some facts on us. Neil Patrick Harris will be hosting the Oscars. Uh, James, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, hey, Ronnie. Uh, listen, I'm going to go see the brothers tomorrow night up the Beacon, and I'm staying up on that side. Is there, is there a good restaurant place up there, or are they all yeah, down? Not Correct. that far from the uh, Beacon. There's a place called Telepan. Telepan. Now, there's also an Italian restaurant in that area that has small plates, okay? okay. Um, and it's like uh, Solari Rossi or something like that. S A L U M E R I. Next word, Rossi. Small plates, little meats, cheeses. Uh, really, really terrific. Small Italian plates. All right. uh, that sounds fantastic. I'll Google them and see if... Uh, would I need a reservation or just show up? Always get a fucking reservation, dude. It's fucking NYC. There's fucking 12 million people here. You know what I mean? Yeah, Friday, Friday yeah. night. You're right. You're yeah. right. All right, thanks, Ronnie. All right. Get your resi on. Yeah. 
Look at that. You like that fucking thing? I would kill a child to eat that. You don't have to. It's oh. like fucking 20 blocks from here. Oh. You go up and you enjoy yourself. It's a lot not good. I don't get a murder charge. And then end it with a little fucking Italian coffee, you know, like oh, a little sure. Italian coffee. Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, it makes you feel gigantic because you're holding <laughs> that little cup. <laughs> And you just fucking yell out, what if this was the size of a real cup? Imagine that. <laughs> What's happened to us all? Help me. Help me. I saw fucking Fez Watley at the fucking plate once, right? Yeah. Fucking turns the barrel of the bat around and fucking tags the ball like a pull cue. That shouldn't be possible. And yet he laid it right down the first base line. Ended up with a fucking double on off, a ground ball. Off of that? Off because it's in between everybody, Chris. It's fucking finesse, he all right? created chaos on the field. That's why we used to call him Finesse Mitchell back in the day. I never knew and that. And then out of nowhere, he had those facts about the Oscars. He said there's going to be four hosts at next Oscars. One every hour? Get it, and in really March, long. fucking Fez will be stepping out, waving to the crowd. What I fucking tell you about the four hosts? Didn't I tell you? Four hosts. Don't you people realize I was right? You're forgetting to mention he does all this without batting gloves, too. Why would he use batting gloves? He pisses on his he hands. He shakes me off every time I try to hand them to him. Why would you fucking... Who... What are you, the fucking bat boy? Yeah, like Fez. Hey, you, you're, you're gonna need these Rawlings. Yeah, like, but no, no one shakes off a fucking bat boy in history. You shake off a fucking catcher. You see that thing? You like that? You put it all together, make a nice little treat for There's some bread. There's yeah. I see some What's cheese. It? How do you pronounce that, would you say? I've been there twice. I still don't know how to pronounce it. Salamaria? Salamaria Rossi? It sounds perfect. That's why I'm glad I'm with you. You're part Italian. Yeah. No Irish. No, actually, no, there's mostly Irish. I'm going to tell you this. You're zero Irish, dude. I'm mostly Irish. It's a little German, too. Yeah. A little fucking German sausage, right? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not. It's part in my genetic makeup. Yeah. You fucking put makeup on like a fucking chick. <laughs> never. I've never put on makeup. You look like a... F you go out on a fucking Saturday, you look like Aladdin Sane. That's a fucking just badass look. I didn't realize really? that was really makeup. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's your favorite? Yeah, I, I, I love it. You didn't realize that was makeup, that it made him well, look that way. Well, no, I mean, I mean that's like, I feel like that's more like face paint than makeup. How come no one's grabbing Aladdin Sane? They fucking grab Royals. You know, they grab a Lord song as quick as they can. I'm fucking dropping Aladdin Sane on them. They're just like, I'm just going to sit here. Um... Here's, um... Matt, Matt, where's Winchester? You're on the Ron Fez show. Yeah, hey, I just want to say I appreciate how good of a ball player Fez is. Didn't he take on the Gas House Gorillas all by himself? A bum 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 bum. A bum 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 bum. A bum 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 bum. A bum 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 bum. That may be the greatest fucking cartoon of all time. I mean, the comeback alone in that fucking game was just staggering. That bunny is ridiculous. That bunny had a good fucking life. Yeah, right? I mean, really, I mean, he had problems, but he always got out of them, and he seemed to have a good time doing it. That's the thing. It wasn't about safety. It was about adventure. It was never fucking safety. But he knew how to roll with it. Yeah, he knew how to roll with it. 
Still never grabbed Aladdin Sane. Um, Cliff, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey. hey. What's yeah. up, guys? What up, Doug? Hey, Fez, why don't, why don't you play some... Maybe Can we play some snippets from Fez's old days when he was funny and lively? You, know, you don't have any NEW stuff that you He's can play, He's fucking funny and lively today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Right. Maybe you didn't hear All the right. fucking um, Neil Patrick Harris thing. What was it again, Fez? That this story about Neil Patrick Harris being fourth down the line to host the Oscars, Mm -hmm. completely made up and leaked so that when he does host the Oscars, they can do this big opening thing with the three other people. Matt, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, Yeah, I wanted to ask Shelby if he went home last night and watched Gleaming the Cube with Christian Slater. Gleaming the Cube is what he calls jerking off. (laughs) (laughs) He calls it creaming the room. (laughs) Did you bring your fucking um, skateboard in with you today? I was getting my uh, trucks replaced. It was uh, didn't want to get them all wet with the rain. All right, mirror a lot of shit out there, but I, I was, definitely want to see it. Yeah, I thought he was a skater boy. I said, like, see you later, boy. Yeah. She was part of the fappening at Avril. I didn't say it. Yeah, Want me to... <laughs> without saying so. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, don't do that in front of any of our guests. No, tonight. never. You say never, and yet you do shit like that all the time. No, not 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 this. Hey, I don't want to interrupt you guys, but there's an unmasks coming up with the Fairley Brothers that is going to be absolutely spectacular. Now, my team of producers, you guys have been meeting about this. You're putting it together, and these guys move like a school of fish. The date, November 11th, we're going to hang out here at SiriusXM. We'll do it in the fishbowl. 12 o'clock noon? 12 p.m. The Fairley Brothers doing Dumb and Dumber 2, which is kind of amazing after all these years. I, I can't wait to see it. I love Dumb and Dumber so much. Which one did you like better? Harry. More than Lloyd? More than Lloyd. <laughs> Wait, who was Harry and who was Lloyd? Harry was, um... That was, uh... uh not not Jim Carrey. Why can't I remember his name? <laughs> you honestly Daniels. thought that that guy was funnier than Jim Carrey. As when I first when I first watched it as a kid, like I liked the Harry, the Harry character better. Because <laughs> he was not as stupid. You know why? Because <laughs> he was slightly smarter. Because when you go over and you do the Davy Mac show, yeah. you're the fucking Harry of that show. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You're the fucking Harry of that show. Jeff Daniels, that's that's yeah. the man's name. Now, do you ever hear fucking people sitting around talking about, what do you think is the funniest Jeff Daniels movie you've ever seen? No. That's right, Harry, you don't. <laughs> you fucking don't. Should start calling you Newsroom. Holy shit! Skater Boy, you shut your fucking mouth. He won an Emmy. It's a compliment. Hey, Skater Boy, I'm gonna ask you a question. I'd like you to be fucking straight up truthful for once, can you? I'll do my best. What was the bad news you got today? The guy said that you got some kind of fucking bad news. Uh, just some uh, family news. The call went along a little longer than I thought. Was it bad news? Yes. Is there something we could do for you? Uh, I 
can't imagine anything, but uh, I'll let you know. He's a loner. He's a lone wolf. Look, I went up to him like, hey, bro, what can I do for you? What's up? Because I could see that something was wrong, you know? Don't use occasions like this to hit on somebody. I'm not, I don't want to, I'm not fucking hitting on him. I'm straight. Wait, what? Yeah, I'm straight. I don't like dudes sexually. That's a fucking shocker. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad I cleared this up. All right. But he wouldn't give me anything. He wouldn't, he wouldn't say. He's like, no, I'm okay. You know, you just fucking changed everything. I used to say to people, what are you talking about? I got two gay friends. What? Yeah. And that was the other one. No, you were the Harry of it. If you want to be... I call you gay Harry to people. <laughs> I'm straight. Why'd so. you like fucking the Harry? Because he sat on the shitter and... Uh, I did. I really fucking... Clogged it up. Yeah, I like that part. <laughs> Shelbo, if you need anything, we're here for you. You need some time off? Uh, not now. Maybe a little down the road. All right. You're not getting paid for it. Just know that. Good. Yeah. Can I get his paycheck for yeah. the week, that week? Yeah. Good. I'm going to fucking piss that money away. <laughs> yeah. Go buy two packs of gum and a fucking <laughs> and a licorice whip. <laughs> Sorry to hear about it, kid, but... Do you need to go home? No well, stuff. I'm I'm all here. Second in line hit. We're taking off when? Thanksgiving uh, week? Yeah. Where are you going for Thanksgiving? Probably my girlfriend's family. Either a cousin or their parents' house. I don't know. Why do you gotta sit and just fucking just take from those people? What do you mean? Why can't you have your own me. fucking tradition? <laughs> me. Hey, for a while, I was just fucking pounding whiskey on Thanksgiving for a couple of That's years. That's when you were cool. <laughs> I've fucking, I've lost some edge to me. <laughs> now you sit there with a fucking, one of those fat Billy Joel ties on and try to fucking fit in with people on Long Island. <laughs> hey, guys. How's you end it? up in a lot of Billy Joel fucking conversations? I, oh, I've had been one or two, yeah. Then would you go like this? All right, I'll go and pick it up. Glass houses. Okay, thanks. I'm going to go to my iTunes fucking queue. I'll DL it. Which when Hicks says he's going to DL something, he means dick lick it. No. That's disgusting. See that, Fez? Yep. He's always fucking starting on you people. It's not disgusting. It's fucking... What do you want it to be? Normal? It's natural. For girls. Yeah. Skater boy, you think it's natural too? If it's natural, how come you don't do it? Well, I haven't given in to my natural instincts yet. You gotta give in to your fucking instincts. Just do it. Just You couldn't get to this point and have that be an instinct, because and, and, you would do it. No matter what it took. Right? Just pick up some fucking drifter. Whatever. There's a lot of fucking straight guys. With, there's more straight guys than fucking blown dudes than Fez is dealing with. I don't know why it always ends up back in this conversation. There's got to be more it's, to you than that, right? It's because of Chris's disgust with what gay are, people. What are we missing with you, Fez? What aren't we? What is it about the complexity of Fez Watley that gets past us that we end up in the same conversations about you all the time? What the fuck are we missing? What don't we see? What's sitting here right in front of us and we don't see it? 
I think that's the problem. This is it right in front of you. Don't say that, Fess. There's something. A nervous there. mess. Fucking put yourself down. Don't go back to the nervous thing. You're fucking drawing too many buckets out of that well. There's some interesting part of you that you haven't shared yet. <clears throat> I'm gonna, I'll give out one that the guys don't even know. Oh. Do you know that's the same shirt that he's worn now for a year and three days? I didn't even fucking know that. Yeah. I haven't noticed that. Yeah. I should have grabbed quotes from people we know. Just congratulating him. That thing didn't go over the way we thought it was going to go. No. And a couple different people said to me, hey, I did some quotes for that. How did it work? And I said, um, not as well as we wanted it to. Mainly just a sad realization of what was in front of us. Ouch. Jesus Ouch. Christ. I think it's because Shelby shit on it. There's more to Fez Watley than just what we know. There's, an There's some interesting part of you. Something in the in the complex makeup of Fez Marie Watley. What is it, Fez? What do you kept hidden from us all these years? What the fuck is it? Tell us. What's the there over there? You know? I don't think there is anything more. I've put everything out there. there there's none out there. I mean, it's the same thing. Ah, I feel nervous. Uh, didn't have sex yet. Feel, I get my feelings hurt when people talk about gay things. There's got to be something else. I got a feeling that you're going to fucking go to Fez's house one day. And by the way, I'm never invited. And just find, like, I don't know, revolutionary war muskets sitting around. When did you start doing this? You know? And all of a sudden, he's like making his own sushi at home. I bet he likes to knit. And so there's like just clothing everywhere. Can I tell you something right now that I think would be your fucking thing to put you over? You start wearing a Batman mask to work. I cowl every single day. And you'll get some fucking respect out of these people. I think it'll help them open up. By the way, I, that's not my idea. I got it from Michelle. She's like, she went over, she was looking at comedians in Batman masks. She goes, why isn't Fez wearing this to work? He had face paint, and that seemed to open him up a little bit. What if an entire mask now? I mean, it makes sense. Something for the face. Or an eye patch. Where do you get eye patch from with this? Maybe the depth perception's a problem. Um... Hey, uh, Tom, in New York, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ron, big-ass card holder. But that's not important. What's important is the fact that, as we all know, it's been said so many times, it's Fez's unacknowledged self-hatred. His mother hates him. His mother hates that he's gay. He hates himself. That's it. That's the bottom line. It explains everything. You hate yourself, Fez? Yeah, I didn't think it went unknowledged. Unknowledged? Unacknowledged? Unacknowledged. I don't know what the word is. Why do you hate yourself? I'm just not very good. Why? Why do you say that, buddy? I'm a bad broadcaster. I'm no. a bad producer. No. Where did this come from? Just talking to Fez. That's yeah. All. 
You just got fucking put over today like you were the reincarnation of the babe. It's like, Remember Jesus that Christ. whole thing, bottom of the ninth? 30 home runs? 30 Are you, home you know what? I know why you're emotional today. It's because something's going on in Shelby's life. I'm worried about that. I wish he would share. Yeah. Even off the air. I saw you talking to him so much about it. And then, but this is the first I've ever heard you say stuff like this before. By the way, I'm just going to point this out. Shelby, have you noticed who's not wearing their ball cap so they're fucking sitting around with 1994 Johnny Depp hair <laughs> that keeps falling down in their eyes? You're sexy. Yeah. You're fucking sexy today. And I know Thank why it you. is. Thank you. Why? Because fucking Johnny Depp is going to be in that end of the woods. He's the end of the woods wolf. He shaved his beard, too. He's looking all clean shaven. He wants Vanity Fair cover. Can I tell you something? Yeah, what? Late last night, I heard you and Winona having a fucking fight. What was her name? Winona. Winona Ryder? Yeah. Whatever happened to her, man? She was the fucking shit. Last thing she was in was uh, Black Swan in like a small role. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. She played the swan. Which I thought would have been a bigger role in the film. Bit I'm being like, look at that long-ass neck. <laughs> I'm sorry, Fez. We got off your thing for a while. That's all right. What were you saying? Something about being a bad broadcaster and a bad producer? In person and gay and everything else. You're a good friend? No. No, I'm not. You're a good uncle. You're a good brother. You're a good son. I'm probably better at those things. It's nice to th at least he knows that he's the, got that part of him. So why does he focus on that to make himself feel better about himself? Why do you got to sit and judge? Why can't you just let him be? Okay. Where he is today is where he is today. All right. I thought I was helping. Helping? Yeah. You're fucking sitting here making him stretch himself back and forth. Gotta get loose. You keep tightened up, Fez. You ought to do the fucking tighten up like Archie Bell and the Drills. Let me tell you something about Fez Watley. He not only sings, he dances just as good as he wants to. And that's why he does a fucking song, uh, a song down in Houston called The Tighten Up. Producer runs, runs and grabs the fucking live version of the song. You know? What the hell goes on there? What's the story, Johnny Depp? You don't fucking understand all after all these years of radio? Stay away from the goddamn live version? I know. But. You know, there's been guys in fucking radio, when I first started, that would get fired for playing a live version of a song. They would get fucking <laughs> fired mid shift. You know why? Why? Really? You don't know why? <clears throat> oh, obviously because it was the wrong version of the song. It's the, because the production level is shit on it. It's not 
fucking appealing to the ear. It was appealing to the live audience. So that they would fuck. There's only a couple of songs that would get fucking played live. Turn the Page by Mr. Bob Seeger. Live version was preferred. <sighs> and anything by Fran. I, I'm not going to read that. Uh, Chris in Ohio, you're on the Running Fest show. Hey, Ryan Fest, you need to cheer up. I mean, because I remember when I was in high school and you moved to our town, and we couldn't have a high school dance because the local preacher wouldn't allow it. But there's a lot. We rallied all the kids, and we, we fought the preacher. We all our dance. Because of Fez Wildly. You know something? That's when they used to call you Footloose. Now, how come you think you're so much better being an uncle, a brother, and a son than anything else, Fez? Um, probably because I don't do it that often. I don't see the family members all that much, just usually around the holidays. So you think if you only did holiday radio, you'd be great at it? I doubt that. Sounds like somebody's feeling sorry for themselves today. Sounds like it's Footloose. Imagine if Footloose fucking came to that town and just said to himself, Oh, um, I guess we can't dance. The preacher said. Then do we have a movie? Turn no. It down. Turn it down. I only want the live version of this song, Chris. Oh, I fucking... I've tried to explain that to you time and time again. Fuck. The produced version of that blows. Oh, I... Uh, okay. David, you're on the run of first show. Hey, buddy. Pepper, Radio 101. Never go live unless it's riding the storm out or turn the page. It's a very fucking good early, call. Early, riding early. the storm out. It's got to be fucking played that way. And that gets played before every goddamn hurricane. And Come on. And Footloose. No. No, fuck Footloose. No. You want to grab riding the storm out right now. By who, Pepper? Look at me and tell me who. Ario Speedwagon. Very good. Are you grabbing the live version or are you grabbing the fucking recorded version? Are you grabbing the live version people know? I'm grabbing the live version people know. 81983. When people hear that fucking thing pop up, they can't fucking believe it. And they stand up and they know. This seems like only yesterday, you know, but it's been about 10 years now since. The first time that we ever played west of the Mississippi River, we played a little club called Tulagi's in Boulder, Colorado. Sets right down there at the base of the Rocky Mountains. And as all those Midwesterners know, the first time you see the Rockies, all you can think about is getting up to the top. So we rolled out of bed about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, the day after the gig, and started climbing. Only thing is, by the time we got to the top, the sun was coming down, and the wind was coming up. And there was big old dark storm clouds coming in from the west. So we knew we were in trouble, people. But like I always say, what you got to do when you're in trouble is stick together, keep each other warm, and always keep riding the storm out. Come on now. Storm out, waiting for the fallout. 
drop that shit, please. Uh, Rich in Michigan, you're on the run of Fez show. Hi, Ronnie. Hey, I got a question. Yeah. Um, I wonder if Fez uh, just started going with being himself and his real name and just dropped all the Fez stuff. Maybe he'd be all right that way and like himself again. What do you think, Bert? You want to give it a try? Is Bert Hastings going to fucking step out and be himself? That's his name? Maybe it's time for Bert Hastings to get unmasked. Yeah. That sounds good. Now, Fez, if you dropped out, right, and went back to FLA, Uh the place where you're a good uncle, brother, and son, gave up radio, Mm -hmm. would you leave Fez Watley behind, or would you tell people you were Fez? I would still say my name is Fez. That's weird. I would introduce myself as Fez to people. To strangers, like in Florida? Yeah. You blur the lines, my friend. Mm-hmm. I think that's what keeps you fucked up. Um, I think that's what's got you. I think you ought to. I think you ought to go back to being T Bone. Uh, Paul, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey guys, uh, Hicks. Not to be a douche, I just wanted to correct you because I think it's a good movie you should watch. But uh, Winona Ryder, I believe it came out last year, pretty much went straight to DVD. But she was in The Iceman. She played uh, Kuklinski's wife in that movie. I did not see that film, and I want to. It's Um, pretty good. Pretty good. Travis in Ohio. Travis. I can't believe you both missed this. You always play Tesla Signs, the live version. You never play the studio album. Um, well, you're very, very right about that, my friend. You've got to play that hideous song, uh, hideous cover song. And it's, but see, Chris doesn't, he just goes out and grabs a YouTube live rather than a live album live. And it's what keeps you struggling, Chris. I don't have a delet in front of me. I have YouTube. This delet isn't working. You guys throwing each other under buses? I'm not throwing anyone under the SARS buses. You know. Iron Mike Eagle is going to be here in a couple of minutes. Open Mike Eagle. Iron Mike, he calls himself. Wait, did you change it? And he wants to see a united front. Then we all have to come together then. At the same time. If you walked away from radio, yeah. would you still introduce yourself as Pepper Hicks to people? No, I wouldn't. You think that might be part of your confusion, Fess? I never thought so. How could you not? After all these years, after how many times that we've talked about who that you used to be a character on the radio and then you brought your real self in and then you took your character and called it your real self and how that blurred the lines? Yeah, but I mean, with the name, it just seems natural to be called Fez. I mean, it just seems even more... Um, are you acting like Fez now? <laughs> no. No, I guess not. No. Who are you acting like? Um, Todd. That's what I'm talking about, though. Hey, by the way, when you were little, did any of the kids try to tease you by calling you Toad? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kids, that, kids that was are the just, big one. Kids are just adorable. Clever. 
Yeah, they are. They said just the fucking sweetest things. Well, you got even with them all, didn't you? You showed those fuckers during that one fucking craziest shooting. There's not one of them left. And I'm not missing a thing. You hate all those shitty fucking corporate bands? I've never been a big fan. There's not one that you got like a soft spot for? Like Motley Crue? I'm talking like that. You actually even throw Motley Crue in with that kind of shit, huh? I guess it's like I just. I thought Motley Crue was way edgier than the whole kind of REO Speedwagon, Kansas. See, I, I think I might sticks. have. I've blurred it all together. I've mashed it all together, like in just like the hair rock metal yeah. type stuff. It's like you you don't think about music. That it must be fucking great for you that every band <laughs> sounds like Boston. If there's any fucking band, he's like this. Oh, I heard Boston last night, and then. His big dream was always to see Boston in the Boston Gardens. By the way, Shelby, I watched, because I couldn't sleep last night, I watched that when uh, the Garden was Eden. It's fucking, it's not a great documentary, but every character from those fucking old teams are great. Even the non-Knicks. Jerry West is fucking amazing in this thing. He's an old man. He's still pissed. Still (laughs) fucking furious about a couple things. That's great. I can't wait to fucking watch it. Bill Bradley's unbelievably fucking fun in this thing. He looked like George Plimpton when he was younger. Like he did not look like a basketball player. All these other guys were all pimped out. And then he would just show up looking like a fucking... What he was, you know, a fucking Ivy League boy. He's a Princeton guy. My Much f- like yourself, Chris. That's right. I love Much going like there. yourself. Um, his, um, oh, geez. Let's go over here to Rick and Andy. Rick. Hey, Durrani, million bucks. Hey. Hey, uh, just to kind of keep things topical here with Fez's uh, mental state right now, I was kind of curious if you had to kind of relate his mental state to what NFL team in their season right now, who would he be? I'd say he's the 72 Dolphins. Sick. On his way to that fucking undefeated year. Am I crazy when I say you're getting stronger every day, Big Cat? I think that may be towards the crazy side. You don't want to be well. I'm just, I'm on the other side of the crazy side. You faking it till you make it? No, I haven't even been able to pull that off. You're an honest cat, though. I will give you that. Raw. The raw dude on raw dog. Unfiltered. What do you mean by that? Like it all comes out. There's no filter. Oh. Yeah. Everything. Good and bad. Fez, you gotta have a filter. Uh, Keith, California. Hey, good morning, guys. Yeah. Hey, uh, Pepper, when did you change your name? I always thought you were a centaur. I was never a centaur. That was a nasty rumor that was out there about me. He made you look like a cock. No, I'm a just a dude. And I ain't no centaur. 
You look more like a cock with balls for feet. <laughs> that would be crazy looking. Did you have a nice time with your fucking boyfriend Z-Man in here yesterday? <laughs> it was okay. He weirded me out, though, talking about his son's sperm count. I, I don't think that's... He's I was no, worried about it. He wants it to be up. I'm no parent, but I don't, I don't know if I would talk... If I would have a son, I wouldn't talk to him about his sperm count. He wants his son to have a thick load of jism. So what? <laughs> I see, that's fucking uncomfortable for me. He's worried it's watery. He wants it pasty. Has he, I still, I'm starting to wonder, like, has he seen the load? Sounds like you're gay. No, I'm straight. Well, just by what you're talking about. Talking about that, I'm, I'm weirded out by it. Not that I like it. Yet you're bringing it up constantly. I can't cut your fucking break around here. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, hey, what's up there, uh, Dave? Hey, Ronnie, I got two things. Jay Giles, man, going out on the road with Bob Seger. And you're talking about live song versions. The one at Frampton, do you feel like we do? That's the one I ever heard. Is there even a studio? Yeah. Back when he was with Frampton's Camel. But you are right. All the Jay Giles has to be live. Except for the MTV Jay Giles. And that to me. I'm going to fucking just put it out there. It ain't even Jay Giles. There, I said it. Wow. Fuck. Don't, Chris. All right. Don't. don't do that's done. No more. Don't do it, Chris. No more. Um, Dave, San Francisco. Hold on, guys. San Francisco did treat. The, did you get the idea of Fez for watching Cannibal Run, Captain Chaos? No, Fez, uh, I, I told him to base something on Rex Reed, believe it or not, which I always thought to be her, uh, hysterical. You were doing, like, a show business report, Fez? Yeah. Yeah. What was it? Um... No, I can't remember what it was called. I would have known it two seconds ago. I think it had minute in the title. I can't remember. My mind went fucking blank. Do you remember what your acue was? Yeah, I remember that. If you have some dirt, I'm your shovel. If you need some dirt, I'm your shovel. <laughs> but he did like, if you need some dirt, I'm your shovel. It's fun. And all this fucking sudden, like, I'm going to kill that guy. I'm going to fucking drive that station and beat that guy up. And then a few months later, they're like, I love that guy. I thought I hated him, but I love him. It's the exact opposite of Shelby, where they loved him at first and now despise him. Oh, yeah. It's like a bunch of villagers with torches. I'm trying to figure out what a vilcher with a torch is. Villager. Hmm? I meant to say villager, not vilcher. Is it the codeine? I think it's just from the brain to the mouth, something gets miswired. Well, that's the place. It's not that long of a trip. I know. The brain to the mouth should be short. Should be quick. You need one of those um, <laughs> things like at the dentist's office where it's the, the suction is going the whole time. I sucking. I kind of like the suction. Yeah. Well, sure, because you've got gallons that are under, under tongue spit. <laughs> 
Dude, promise you'll never wear the baseball cap again because your fucking hair looks amazing. I feel weird without the baseball cap on. I think it's somewhere in this room. I don't know where I put it. See, this is what happened. Your last haircut was a bad one, and <laughs> you're letting it grow in. Yeah, it's grown in a little bit. It's been about five months since I've had a haircut or something to that effect. But it's not. It's it's like a page boy. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. You look like fucking Prince Valiant, you fucking moron. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to take that as a compliment. Everyone likes Prince Valiant. Yeah, who doesn't? Right? Digging around for show. You look like one of the kids in Heather's. I'll t- <laughs> Those kids were assholes. You think? Some of them were. Hello, our gay son. I think you're getting stronger every day, Fez. You know what I like? You're able to talk about things outside of yourself. You know what I mean? It's not just the Fez stuff that you're willing to talk about. You're like talking about all kinds of stuff. You're getting a lot of interest now. I guess you're right, Ron. I don't know. Your voice sounds cool, Fez. (laughs) He always figures like when Ron stops talking, I'm going to start. You know, it'll be like a give and take. Yeah. Instead of talking inside to himself, because that's ignoring other people. That's just weird. It's narcissistic more than weird. It's like the only interesting person here is me. Oh, wow. I never thought of it like that. Yeah, that's the way I, I think about it. Then again, I wasn't around during the Heather's fucking <laughs> shooting the way you were. <laughs> Those are some wild times, let me tell you. You know what you look like? What's that? Like a fucking Belgium cup. (laughs) I should have been in Bruges as an extra. I am envious of the way it just falls every which way and that he can just like flip it back like that. I wish I could do that. You ought to be fucking envious that his neck holds up his head. (laughs) Uh, Graham, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, yeah, I think the real question is, if you ever stepped away from radio, would you introduce you to yourself to people as Ron Bennington? I think I'd go back to my original name, Nuts Mahoney. What? Ron Bennington's not your real name? Ron Bennington? Yeah. No, no one's name is Ron Bennington. Ron Bennington isn't your real name? All right, uh, Fez, mm-hmm. hit the sounder. We're trending. Slowly. The Ron and Fez Show is now trending nationwide. They did it without us. They didn't ask for it. We didn't ask for it. They did it without us. Don't look, Chris, because last thing you want to do is get involved in social media. So let's try to guess what we're trending with. Chris Stanley. Hashtag, uh, hashtag Fez Watley. Legend Fez Watley. Legend of Fez Watley. Yeah. Uh... Shelba. Hashtag who is Fez? Fuzzy. Hashtag uh, live radio hits. <laughs> Fez got it. What? <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> How'd you pull that out, Fez? Live radio hits. That's it. They were so moved by that that they ran out. <laughs> And trended it. Mm. No, it's hashtag Fez Tears. Oh, wow. 
I'm trying to figure out how we would have even known that live radio hits was ours. <laughs> it's so far away from anything I ever would have thought of. Hey, this is a hashtag live radio hits. Let's see if that's connected with that one thing I said an hour ago. Digging that run and says show. Tom in Jersey, you're on the run of Fez show. What's going on, guys? Uh, why is it every time I turn on the radio, I hear Pepper talking about kids' jizz? That's the $64,000 question. I'd love to know that myself. I, I'm not talking about it. Someone else brought I'm it up. I'm not talking about that. Someone else brought it up, and I was saying I'm disturbed by it. So there. It didn't make sense. I got a break. Yes. Open Mike Eagle. Up next. <laughs> Hashtag live radio hits. <laughs> Ron and Fez show. Ron and Fez on Raw Dog Comedy Hits. Channel 99. The Advice Show. Rappers belong to things. They got affiliations and shit, and I do too. But fuck gangbanging, yeah. Life's kinda sucky, bro. If you're hearing this, consider yourself lucky, though. Sharks in the boardroom program for guppies. Baby cuddle bunny in the box full of puppies. Show no perm, grow fro like Pam Greer. Don't say bro, bruh, say man's ear. Yeah, any karaoke fans here? If so, never get drunk and do cashmere. It's not a good choice. And white rappers quit rapping in your hood voice. Sound like a clown, hundred pounder that took voids. Don't do videos for tracks. Switch your back to the camera, man. Phones get the family packing. Big data plan. 99 problems was a damn good summer song. If you got more than like three, then something's wrong. You're drowning in quicksand. You're flailing in the water. Your hands are waving all frantic. You'll die within the hour. Unless you do what we tell you to do Me and my whole family ducks damper So you should do what we tell you to do I say good goddamn we ducks damper You a grown man do what I told you to Stop pissing on the motherfucking toilet stool Wash your hands when you touch a little dirty dick Dry them off before you come trying to shake my yeah. shit You a hoe if your Facebook is complicated Eat your fruit fiber, bitch, or get constipated No finger waves, except baby face LeBron James needs to stop taking HGH His hairline fucked up from the HGH Went from one headband to like 88 You ain't a thug, stop acting like you been through shit Stop paying for them porn site memberships Go to you porn nigga, that shit is free But don't bootleg my comedy, pay the fee Tell your cousin, stay the fuck from off the world star And don't buy a Honda Civic, that's a girl's car or yeah. The advice show. Oh, that's nice. 
at the end. Open mic Eagle Show coming uh, Palisades in Brooklyn tonight. It is for free. For free. For no money. Zero dollars. Um, Mike will be uh, performing with Chris Gethard, a buddy of our show. Yeah, man. And, of course, he'll be following Greer Barnes. Greer Barnes. Let me tell you something about Greer. I can't follow that dude. Good luck. Yeah, I'm going to do my best to follow Greer Barnes. Uh, you can pick up Mike's album, Dark Comedy, on iTunes. Things are going well for you, buddy. Pretty good. Can't complain, man. Can't complain. Everything that goes wrong is just a terrible decision I made. So It's all your fault. It's all my fault. You take responsibility. I do. Good. I do. 100%. It's all on me. Um, you know, there is... Uh, oh, your buddy Hannibal still in the top five. Yeah, man. Thanks for the reminder. Um, I'm, tr I'm trying to get over it. I still feel a lot of pain. A Who lot are the pain. top five right now? It's Hannibal Burris, Vic Henley, Dave Smith, Eric Stengel... That's Joe it. List, right? Joe List, yeah. Joe List. In, yeah. Yeah. Who are you picking to win it all, Chris? Give me Vic Henley. I got to go with Hannibal, man. No. See, he texts me during these things, and he's 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 in it a lot more than he's letting on. You know what I mean? Cool. Yeah. Fezzy, who you got? I am going with Joe List. Shelby? Dave Smith flies under the radar. Now, it's going to sound like we're all purposely taking a different person. <laughs> Eric Stengel, I told you, has been the sneaky... Serious guy from the beginning. He's a sports guy. He knows sports. He does. Yeah, he's, yeah. He knows sports. Eric Stengel. What are you basing that on? I think he wrote. He wrote. He used to write co columns for. Sports he used books. to write columns. Right. <laughs> write columns. Write columns for. Is that the fucking codeine, or is that yourself? That's myself. That's scary. Right. Bad. He used to write columns. Right. Yeah. No, man. That thing. Um. That bothered me, man. I. I don't gamble. You know, I don't really get involved, man. This was too much for me, I think, you know? Like, it is stressful. Caring about games that I had no <laughs> stake in. like Yeah. That's what got me away from the fantasy football league. It's just, it's too goddamn annoying. Yeah. It's too awful. It's heartbroken. And damn, Rams? The Rams? The Rams? Yeah, they beat C Seattle. On, you couldn't see that coming? Come on. Ugh. All right. Um... Don Wiki Wickland, who's supposed to be on vacation in the islands this week, uh, said to me, he just texted us now, I would love to have a burst, Bert Hastings unmasked. Brilliant idea. <laughs> Every day with Fez is an unmasked. You really are. There's no one else who's willing to just say, this is in my subconscious right now. There's, there's unlimited fucking layers to that onion. No, it's the same layer, but he's willing to go <laughs> over it, the same thing, every day. We never find out anything new. I mean, it's been years since there's been the breakthrough, but he is stuck in whatever that quicksand inside is. It's kind of fascinating. And it's deep. <laughs> is it deep? It's deep. I'm not. What do you mean by that? I'm not very deep. I'm just. I, I got that part, but what do you mean? What is it then? If the it's the quicksand you? in my mind. Okay. <clears throat> we had joy. We had fun. We had quicksand in my mind. Let's just jump into this. And because you're here, Mike, I'm going to give you. Oh, here's a black thing in the news. Okay, good. Because white people tend to do that you to know, relate to black people. I came in here with an agenda, right? Uh huh. One of it was that I wanted a title, and one of them yeah. 
is uh, official African American authority of the Ron and Fed show. I love I'm hoping that. to walk away yeah. with that. I'm I'm gonna give it to you right now. Okay, good. Do we have like very a, little fight? I like that. A, a medal that he could hang around his neck or something like that. We can make one. This is uh, well, it's going viral right now, but I don't know if you're familiar with the Seattle Seahawks having a. Well, it's three and three. It's a 500 year coming yeah. off. They got rid of Percy Harvin, who's a great player. It's now coming out that Percy didn't like Russell Wilson mm. and was leading other guys against Russell Wilson. <clears throat> and it's because they didn't feel that he was black enough. Is it, is it that? Ain't I black enough for you? Man. Ain't I black enough for you? His hair's not nappy enough, that's all. Now, does this still exist in 2014? Oh my God, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and, and I guess just because uh, I think more and more uh, as we go along, the black experience is becoming varied. There's different people in different economic right. situations. And so people are choosing different ways to experience or express the black experience. And if you're not part of what the majority is doing, there's definitely a little bit of a sense of that's not the authentic black. That happens all the time. <clears throat> I think if you're going to be the quarterback, because one of the complaints is he's too close to the front office mm. and the coaches and shit like that. Well, how do you how do you get to how do you get close to the front office? How does that even happen? They like you. Okay. You know what I mean. And it tends to be you're not one of the fellas. You're somebody that they can go to and say, look, from our point of view, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but would anybody here think, let's say, Peyton Manning is one of the guys or Tom Brady is one of the guys? I don't think that for a second. I don't no. think Aaron Rodgers is one of the guys. Not at all. You know, I think when you get in that position, it's almost like you're part of the coaching so staff. Then, but then was Michael Vick one of the guys, you think? Yeah, Michael Vick was definitely one of the guys. Okay, so maybe it is. Racially, it's a little bit. It's, it's a different perception. You know what I mean? Depending on uh, skin color, maybe style of quarterbacking. You know, I mean, is Johnny Manziel one of the guys right now? He's one of the guys. Right. Yeah, he's one of the guys. He's too fucked up not to be one of the guys. <laughs> That's the thing about him. I think Joe Namath was always one of the guys. Right, right. You know? Right. But I think a lot of those guys are almost like junior coaches. Yeah, Peyton, definitely. He's, a, he's an on-field coach. There's yeah. no way he's not talking to them and they're not coming to him. I mean, guys probably almost say Mr. Manning to him when they get there. Because if you're 21, that guy's, you know, or 22 years old, Peyton's probably been playing most of your, your life, life right. that you can remember, that you've been thinking about football. It would be like... David Letterman throwing you a pass. You would never get comfortable with it. But if you look at that, let's say David Letterman. Is no. he one of the guys? No. No, of course not. But he doesn't really have any peers. So it's well, I don't think John Stewart's one of the guys either on his show. Right. I think John Stewart... He's the guy. He's yeah. the man. When the other guys come in, they're like, shit, John Stewart's here. Yeah, let's get busy. Let's look like, you know... Jimmy Fallon's probably still one of the guys. Hmm. Lauren Michaels is definitely not one of the guys. Not one of the guys. Yeah. Uh, Chris, do you think you're one of the guys? Yeah, I'm one of the guys. He's you the think guy. I'm one of the guys? Yeah, I think he's one of the guys. In a million years, I'm not one of the guys. <laughs> In a million, I know you tried to guess the right answer. Yeah. No, but I you, didn't. I thought I thought we have a good relationship. If when I fucking come in here and you guys don't have shit done. Even though you've been here for fucking two hours, everybody's fucking scrambling around and pretending they're busy. So there's no way I'm one of the guys. If he's one of the guys, who's the other guy? 
Is Shelby the other guy? Is he, are, you, are you two the guys? I don't. I guess it would be us, but I don't feel like Shelby's one of the guys. So then there's no guys. So you feel like me and you are not one of the guys. <laughs> Do you realize how quickly you're becoming Fez? No, I'm I'm fucking Chris. I'm not Fez. Fez 3.0. Why do you make that seem like it's a bad thing? Because I want to be my own person. That's why. Fez, Fezdom is contagious, apparently. People start becoming Fez. It is incredibly true that people will... Like, now he just went inside to talk to himself. Why did you talk to yourself in, instead of the mic? Because I felt bad that my bad stuff rubs off. I didn't say it was bad stuff. Who said it was bad? bad stuff at all. Why would you assume that it's bad? You're a big personality. You're talking inside again. But I you don't th- talk outside. I don't think we have any guys here. I don't think so either. I think it's just I Chris think is it's a guy. For people who aren't one of the guys because there's no guys to have. I don't think you understand the premise even slightly <laughs> of what the fucking guys are. We're not saying one of the friends. But we're saying there's fucking levels. You know what? I bet when Pips was here, I bet Pips and Chris were the guys. Uh, they were. He yeah. and Dave were the guys. Right. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. He and Earl were the guys. Yeah. You were the guys. You can be fighting and be the guys. Right now, you're the guys now. Just because you don't like each other doesn't mean that you're not the guys. Um, but I'm telling you something. Russell Wilson should have tried to fix that Percy Harvin thing because you'd rather have him on your team. You but I mean, find, find but, a way of making that help. But he wasn't healthy until like the Super Bowl last year, right? Yeah, and then they needed yeah, him. Right. And then he, came, he had the most rushing yards in the game. But then I guess he's a distraction in the locker room or something. That's what they say. Yeah. They get into fights with people. He got into a fight with Doug Baldwin, their wide receiver. Steve Baldwin, he got in a fight with. Alec? Was yeah. it Alec? Really weird. Billy? I guess me and Chris are going to start spending a lot of time together. <laughs> We're the two guys. We're the two guys that I know about. Uh, hey, John. John, you're on the Running Face show. Shelby is not even close to one of the guys. He is one of the ladies, and uh, Chris is definitely one of the guys. Uh, Andrew in Nebraska, you're on the Running Fez show. Hey, Ryan, did you watch uh, Hard Knocks on HBO? Yeah. Yeah, so Matt Ryan, when he came into that, that uh, uh, receivers meeting, he wasn't one of the guys. There's no way an established quarterback like that. He's not one of the guys. You come in, when a guy comes in and said, hey, everybody gather around me, listen, here's some things I want everybody to go over, and no one challenges them or goes with that. I mean, let's look at the NBA. LeBron's not one of the guys. Not one of the guys. Nor Jordan, nor is Kobe. There's no way. And let me tell you something. Fucking in Scotty's mind, he might have been like, maybe (laughs) Jordan to the guys. They weren't the guys. There was one fucking guy on that team. Yeah, man. There weren't even really guys on a dream team. It was just like Jordan. So why guys. do we make this about race with Russell Wilson? Well, I mean, who's making it about race? Is it the people in that locker room or is it the media? Like, who's making it about that? They say the black guys on the team are saying he's not black enough. I know people who conduct themselves like him and kind of look like him. And I know they've gone through that. Like, I don't when you look at him like I can't tell if he even personally identifies as black. Has anybody asked him? You know what I mean? He looks like he could have some different yeah. mixed genetics going on. Like, who knows if he's if that's the label that he's... You know what my mom would say? What was that? Sad. Doesn't fit in either world. <laughs> she would always say that. She would see someone mixed race and go, that's sad. That poor Lisa Bonet. I live in yeah. Los Angeles. Everybody out there is beige. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just that's where, where things going. are going. Yeah. yeah. 
Now, you look at at uh, Russell. He carries himself like a white dude, I think. He, he, he physically moves like a white guy. Well, what do you mean? What, 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 are, what are the behaviors Did, that you would say are physically white characteristics? I would almost say that uh, uh, ROTC look. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's a certain look. Very clean cut. That, yeah. yeah, it's a clean cut. It's a, I'm thinking about this. There's nothing flashy about me. I mean, the odd thing is, if you look at Johnny Football, Johnny Football scrambles, but Russell Wilson moves. Mm-hmm. He glides. There's a precision to his yes, that, that, that grace. That grace is kind of usually associated grace. with a black athlete. Yeah. You know what I mean? And wait a minute. He had that commercial where he went and got his hair cut. Was it a white barber or a black barber? That's very telling. Uh, it was, I remember it was like for like a cert, like a computer, right? It was for a tablet. Something. Credit card. Something that had nothing to do with hair. It was at the sure. bottom of this. Like, here's the thing. How long did it take him to get his hair cut? No. 15 minutes or 7 hours? <laughs> exactly. Because you're getting the mood. <laughs> you're watching movies? Yeah. Or, Who was it you know? that we were doing the Unmasked? Uh, oh, it was Cedric, the entertainer. And he was like, you know how when you're the barber, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, we don't even talk to the barber. Yeah. White people just go into the barber, sit. When their hair is done, they hand them some money and leave. There's no exchange of information. The last time, the yeah. last time I got my hair cut... Um, there was a guy sitting there waiting, and he just started talking to the entire room about how this chick he was messing with just slashed his tires. Like, and then we were all giving him advice about what to do about this 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 woman. Like, and none of us knew anybody. You know, it's, just, it's like a men's club. That's how they get down. It's how we get down at the barbershop. Um. So, what color is this barber here? <coughs> they show him. It's very important. It is. It's got one note. They're purposely blurring the barber. <laughs> I'm going to say the barber looks... Of a, no, uh, 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 there it is. Barbers. There it is. Okay. He's made his decision. Okay, he's there not black enough for you. There it is. That's like a high-end barbershop, too, though. You know, that's a hipster barbershop. Wait a minute, what do you mean a high yellow barbershop? High what do you mean by that? No, high what end. What do you mean? High end. that term doesn't get used anymore. Yeah, you know, grand- grandparents. Grandparents yeah. still get down with the high yellow. You know? <laughs> Sad. That good hair, they say all of that stuff, you know. Yeah. yeah. My grandmother would actually always say, if she saw an attractive black girl, you, well, she must have white in her. She would always say that, like Lena Horn. I had, anytime <laughs> I would see Lena Horn on TV, I would be like, and Q Graham Nar. Ronnie, I get so nervous whenever you talk about something your grandparents used to say, even when I'm what? at home listening, because I just, I don't know. I just don't know what's about to happen. You know what because I mean? Because you think it's too aggressive? You think it's too... Well, I just know in that time, things yeah. were different, you know? I will tell you this, my neighborhood was incredibly racist. Yeah, I remember you you're talking about holding the block, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there was, but that was like... uh it was a long time before I didn't even think that that was a normal thing to say right. or be like. I think I was actually in Canada when, <laughs> when some Canadian friends said to me. So I had to be like 17 years old. And they're like, what is this about, dude? I'm like, what? What did I say? It's so weird. You know, I mean, I'm from Chicago. It's very segregated. So I have like a, I have a very strong racial identity as well just from growing up in that environment. You uh-huh. know, where compared to Los Angeles... Things are a lot more multicultural out there. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like there's fewer people who identify via race, so they don't really like if you if you remember when the Ferguson stuff was really at its height, yeah. and it was like big stuff in New York, big stuff in Detroit, big stuff in Atlanta. They showed LA is like fifteen, twenty people. You know what I mean? It's just not that same level of racial engagement really out there. Well, I remember the '90s pretty well. Well, that and, that was uh, it. That 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 popped up quick. Uh, but I've had people say to me from LA yeah. that they see. Uh, people in New York City hanging out in race more than in L.A. Hanging out. In different races, people being together. I always say about New York that if you're going to meet some friends, this is the only place that you don't go like this. Uh, we're going to go meet a black friend of mine. <laughs> Everyone else is always like, <laughs> you would fucking give the what's up. But subtly, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're going to go pick up this black buddy of mine. But in New York, yeah. everyone's... You're just used to seeing yeah. everybody. I mean, they call New York the melting pot, but I do feel like people still have a little bit more uh, cultural identity out here. And L.A. to me feels like a real melting pot because it feels like everything's just becoming one... Well, because the blacks and whites are worried about the Mexicans. That's true as yeah. well. And yeah. and Koreans, you know, that's that's yeah. happening out there, you know. But I... Do you like cultural identity? Um, I think it's important. Yeah. I, I think certain conversations have to be had before we really get to this place called post-race mm-hmm. that people want to push us into. I think there's a lot of history that has to be discussed. A lot of you know things have to really be put on the table before we really get to that place. It's not just going to happen just because like there's a black president. You know what I mean? It doesn't like right. change everything. Like I still I have to have different worries when I'm in the South touring than you know people that don't look like me. Like that's still part of my reality. Mm-hmm. You know, whether I choose to identify with that or not, you know. Well, you know, I mean, it isn't that long. It right. isn't it's that not. fucking long at all in this country. Um, in one person's lifetime. Uh, well, you know, Annie Lennox is coming in here in a, a little bit. She covered that song, Strange Fruit. Mm-hmm. That's got to be the craziest fucking song <clears throat> ever written if there's ever a song that's chilling to you right and that was you know just in the last century yeah i mean there's there's pictures you can you know people can look at that stuff on the internet right now what used to happen 40 50 years ago yeah just randomly and it was okay everybody was involved the town would come out and look there'd be kids smiling Mm -hmm. you know while while the black man was being strung up you know for sometimes most of the time no reason at all and i will also tell you this in fez's lifetime in his town Black people had to have a card. Wow. In St. Petersburg, Florida. What did which the card say? What did it the, even the look like? The card just said that you belong there. Wow. You know what and I mean? Only it, black you, people had to have it. In a, and black people had to have it. That's amazing. You're basically saying, and by the way, we're not talking about some upscale place or whatever, but you basically had to say, I'm not here. Of no, you know, of no volition. I, I belong, belong here. Right. Uh, you know, I have work to do. I have something to do. Um, and I think it was still the 1960s. Uh, and I'm not sure whether it was what ball team, but everybody couldn't stay together right. in Fez's hometown. So that's the 1960s when we had fucking Motown. Right. You know, we had Diana Ross. And yet, people still were fucking holding on to shit. They like need that. papers, basically. Show me your papers. Right. That's and what everybody wants now for some reason. That they don't see the you know shit like voter ID, or the constant 
you know, hassle. That was the biggest thing, like in a World War II movie, that proved that we weren't them. That they were saying, "Show me your papers," like the Nazis. Mm-hmm. And now we're like, we should have papers. It's us saying it, people. It's not the government telling us. We're all like, maybe if we all had papers, be it would safer. be better. You know, like physical ID. You know, we have all the shit that you got to do to come up in this building. I worked in a high building before nine eleven. You didn't have a people could just come in, push, and go up to the studio. No X ray machines. <laughs> no security. You had to lay was, on a conveyor there belt. There was doormen downstairs, but they were there to assist people, not attempt to stop them from coming in. We were not paranoid just fourteen, you know, years ago. So I mean, so it's got to be because there's a fear of something that still exists. Fear. So, so what is what are people afraid of? They really feel like they need these things to be introduced so they, yeah. they'll feel safer. What are they afraid of? We're afraid of blowing up. We're afraid of being killed. But the cards wouldn't stop anybody from doing that, right? Because they could still you get one correct. and decide to blow shit up if they wanted to. So then what is what purpose would it even serve? So you're saying no cards. I mean... You don't if, even want to do driver's license. <laughs> Just get behind the wheel, kid, and start driving. Why not, right? Yeah. You know? Don't you think that the, the that the fear is still here yeah. in the United States but of see, America? And that's that's what I'm I'm talking about. Those conversations that have to happen because the legislation's changed. Yeah. So in a little bit, the climate has changed. People are politically correct, but a lot of those same feelings from right. that people have had for generations about other cultures, other sexualities, whatever, they still persist. And yeah. those conversations have to be had, and real feelings put on the table before we get to a place where we're actually comfortable around each other. You know. I don't know whether I, I. I mean, in a lot of ways, we you know it's a couple steps forward, but also a couple steps back on a constant level. Yeah, on a constant level. But I do not blame government, and I barely blame the media. It's up to you how you consume it. But it is a consumption of fear. We sit in front of the fear and we let it in. I, you we know let what? It in. I blame the media a little bit because I think there's there's certain lobbying bodies who have who've who've bought interest in media and they push certain messages out and i think you know these people benefit from people being in fear i think people vote a certain way when they're scared versus versus when they're not you know i think i think the media corporations have one motivation Mm. money and it's the same reason why they sell horror movies because people want to be scared Mm. in the history of horror movies if there's if you could count five that are also good films but they are the cheapest and easiest way to make money Mm -hmm. because people love to feel fear they love it but there's a certain amount of fear or a certain kind of fear that makes people consumers so then that makes people money too right right so then i mean i would think that there's probably certain people who feel like they can control a little bit more if people are afraid and sell them the things that they have to sell them you know and i don't think that they're above using media to do that right you know yeah there's no doubt that there's a lot of money to be made in security russell brand and I don't know whether this is true or not, but I think he says that we've got now one in four or one in five people working in some kind of take care of rich people's money's job. Yeah. So yeah, you're working yeah. in security or something that your job is to keep an eye on their money right. and their safety. Mm. That's fucking crazy. It doesn't seem right. It's, it freaks me out. The Russell Brand... 
that runs on on Friday. I, at the end of it, I actually say. This is the first time I wish I could look into the cars to see the way people are reacting. Because mm. people are going to love it. Or they're going to hate or it. Or absolutely start. I, I think I use the line, punching the radios. Why would they hate it? What, what, was, what was he saying that was so hateful? You, or, or would encourage that kind of thing? He wants to break the whole fucking thing down. Break the whole system? Break the whole system. And the system, I think, to a person, we know it's ruptured. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We know this. But changing it, talk about scary. Yeah. It's scary to say, we'll change this system. First of all, we've been so indoctrinated since we were little kids that this is the only system. This is the best one. Yeah, but if people really stopped for a second and took stock, nobody's happy with it except the extremely Nobody. rich. So why, why, you know, so it would make sense that they would want it changed if they really thought about it for a moment, right? Because we feel like the rich take care of us. Wow, yeah. That is... Yeah, I don't feel like that at all. Yeah. <laughs> do, but across the board, people... Here's the weird thing is about Americans that are so optimistic. They think they're going to be one of the 1%. One the right. Right. I mean, that upward mobility hasn't existed for the time that I've been alive. You yeah. Know, since, like, I, I watched that crumble in the 80s. You know, like, that sure. just doesn't exist anymore. You know, so... I mean, how how that's still a reality in anyone's mind is beyond me. It just doesn't exist. There is no like it's 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 pyramid shaped. You know what I mean? There's a few people at the top, and there's yeah. not going to be room for more because they are doing everything they can to make sure that they keep that. You know. But why do you think that, that it matters to them? Let's say once you have a billion, why do you want two billion? Yeah. No. I mean, I wonder about that too, and why they're so. I mean, because to me, it would make sense that. If if there was a little bit of wealth redistribution and then people wouldn't storm the gates, you know what I mean? That would make sense to me because we're getting to the point where French people Revolution. can't afford right. Yeah. People can't afford anything. And then what happens next? People have to eat and there's more of not rich people than rich people. So I mean you would figure that at some point like just like um I think the Great Society, part of that was like them oh, okay, we need to satisfy people a little bit because if they're too yeah. angry, we're not gonna be able to perpetuate this and we're getting to that again. But do you know how many people hate the Great Society now? They look back at FDR like he was the worst thing that ever happened to this country. <laughs> yeah, they do. But I bet yeah. some of those same people are benefiting from some of those same programs. I'm almost across the board. Exactly. Oddly, in most of the places that they vote against those kind of exactly. people. You know, they got the dams. They got the fucking infrastructure they got the schools mm -hmm. they didn't have any of that shit right they're walking around barefoot they take it for granted they think yeah. they think it's always been there they, they don't ever follow that dollar or or really understand where it comes from and and this is you know this 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 country has been half socialist for quite some time like and and you know if you're in a public school right you know there's there's no way you can really get around that you know but you know we go back to that you know we're talking about it hasn't been that long it also hasn't been that long that go that people were like eating like squirrel stew and shit. Right, you know right. what I mean? Like, it wasn't, you know, you're talking about like your grandparents who would be like, we would go out and kill a squirrel. I don't know if you know anyone who's eating a fucking squirrel. No, I don't. I ate rabbit because my grandparents, yeah. you know, they, Raised they, they, you know, they served rabbit and yeah. chitlins and shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, whatever was around, that's that's what was for dinner, you know? Who is it? Uh, what is Open it? Mike Eagles in studio. He's performing at the Palisades in Brooklyn tonight, October 23rd. Admissions free. Also performing on the card is Chris Gethard and Greer Barnes. And you can pick up Mike's album. Greer Barnes? Yeah, Greer <laughs> Barnes. And you can pick up Mike's album, Dark Comedy, on iTunes.
What's the thumb up for? For Annie. Okay. Uh, we're going to bring in uh, Annie Lennox. She's got a new album of cover songs. Where is it, Chris, so I can get a... Uh, oh, here's the, the thing. Uh, she's doing Georgia on My Mind. I cover the waterfront. Summertime, I split a... Uh, God Bless the Child, Strange Fruit. All these... Uh, Old songs, a lot of them from the South, being sung by this great singer from Scotland. Uh, the new album, Nostalgia, available in stores now and on iTunes. Let's bring in Annie Lennox. is Nostalgia, and Annie Lennox is in studio with us. Nice to see you again. Yeah, nice to be up here on the... What floor are we on? We're 36th floor. Gee, whoo. Yeah. Up above it all. Yeah. Well, I was getting vertical on the way, and, <laughs> and then they said that's what they all say. Yeah, but as long as you don't look out the window, you're fine. Yeah, no, it was you know, fine. You can be anywhere. It was a fabulous view, actually. Um, you know, we were just talking the last time you were here, you popped in to see Ronnie no. Spector. And the, uh, she's a very good friend of mine, and that was one of the, her favorite things, because Ronnie doesn't know how beloved she is. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of artists actually probably don't really know how people feel about them until they meet people. And then the other the other kicker is that they maybe don't believe it's when people say, you know, oh, you're my favorite artist ever, 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 my number one. You know, yeah, people it, say things like this. Well, it's tough to do that because you had your own heroes when you were younger. And you would think, why wouldn't everyone just go to them? I know. You know? I know. It's hard to put yourself in, in the other in, in the shoes of being a revered artist. Let's put it to you like that. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly when you're at a certain age where you need that music. You know, I mean, there's a certain age growing up. I think that everybody needs it very, very much. Well, things, I think, go through uh, different stages of evaluation. Mm -hmm. When things are brand new and they're really cutting edge and they're hot and they're hitting it, then everybody's like, yeah, 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 we love this, we love this, we love this. And that's all great. And then there could be the time when you're, let's say, you're a recording artist and then your career maybe goes a little bit from raging hot to maybe a little bit lukewarm and you get a little bit older. Then, you know, you kind of like, oh, it's maybe quite not quite the same old same 
same old. Mm-hmm. And then maybe later on down the line, then people start to kind of reappraise what right. went before and they say, that was the real deal. Oh my God, that's a real deal. So I'm not, I'm not talking about my own trajectory here, but I've seen that. I've, I've observed mm-hmm. that people sort of come in and out of favor over decades. Yeah. Well, you name this, and there's so many great songs on here, but you name this album Nostalgia, which I think is interesting, is because is that your nostalgia for this, or...? It's both a sense of nostalgia about the pl- the the era of the of the times that these songs were co- first composed, mm-hmm. and it's it's a collective nostalgia, the sense of wow, I just want to look back. I just because life is so fast paced, and we are all going forwards, and we know that every new uh, sort of technological piece of gear, the equipment that comes in, we're just going getting faster and faster with it, you know, and more and more remote from each other. And I've come to the stage in my life where I'm a little bit like, whoa, could we just slow it down just a little bit and just take stock? And that was my feeling. So I was drawn to these songs with a part of of, of that kind of thinking. Yeah. Well, these are... So many genius songs. Oh, I mean, brilliant songs yeah. that some of them are coming close to being a hundred years old, but are have truth to them. Yes, absolutely. And probably always will. See, this is the the thing about great music that it is timeless, and perhaps there are moments when they come a little bit bit more in favor, and then other times they just disappear again. But I have to just share something with you that uh, the other night I was at Barnes and Noble, and I was just at the, that was the day that uh, the album was re- released mm-hmm. so people were coming to the store and I was I was giving a little talk and then I was signing things and uh, and then I was uh, introduced to Hoggy Carmichael wow and that is the son of Hoggy Carmichael and it was so incredibly kind of uh, you know ex- it, how can I say how can I put a find a word to put to that um, it felt a little bit like magic you know because to think that I, w- I would love to be able to to meet the yeah. original Hoagie and, and, and sit down with him and maybe play him the track and, and, and listen to some other stuff or work with him or all these things and of course you can't turn the clock back I can't meet him but just to think that I, actually I met his son and that was like really as, as good as yeah know? that connection that bridge yeah. between it yeah you know some of these songwriters Cole Porter that these guys seem like they, these songs would have mattered in any decade if they would have came out and that is the key to so many of them that they are uh, timeless and that the the things that uh, the the subject matter that they're writing about in these songs it addresses the human condition so you yeah. have the same emotions the same inner world the same despair the same love the same longing you know the same sentiments that we all experience today well we were just talking about before you you came in how strange fruit it is the the most insane song you've ever heard in your life and the fact that that was a political song at the time and it was only last century you know it was only last century can you imagine when that song what the oppressors must have thought when they yes, heard that song it's, it's so interesting that with hindsight 
mm-hmm. we can look back at certain political, social, historical events that took place, cultural things that happened in our in our lifetimes, and we can reappraise them with a different view. And my approach to this song, I'm stepping into hallowed ground, I know this, mm-hmm. but I was taking it from the perspective of, of a female, that I'm a female artist, and obviously <laughs> that's my connection with Billie Holiday in that sense, that I've lived that life in a very different way too. And it's almost like I want to take up the gauntlet and and say, look, this song is addressing the issue of violence. Of course, specifically at the time it was written, it was addressing the lynchings in the in the Deep South with the Jim Crow and and all all of these things pre civil rights movement. But today we continue with the same themes that you know ad nauseum that we have violence carried out and perpetrated, whether it be racist, whether it be religions pitted against each other, individuals pitted against each other, domestic violence and abuse, whether it be warfare or terrorism. This theme of violence in our times continues and it's and it makes one feel filled with despair and i felt that once again i thought perhaps if i could possibly inject some interest and of course there's interest in strange fruit it doesn't need to come from me but once that would be that would be my my if you like my my guest pass into yeah. this song and it goes to show that in this shakespearean way we keep having the same troubles and battles over and over. Over and over Madness. Again. The madness, madness. Madness of our existence. Such a short time that we're on this planet, and we spend so much time hurting each, each other. other. Yeah. That's right. And this is, you know, I think we all feel it. I think we all feel it at a certain level. When you look at children and they're so innocent and they're, you know, they're, they're, and of course children fight and they get into disputes mm-hmm. and all of that. We know this, but they seem so carefree and we always look at the adults and they have such a burden on their shoulders and we all have this collective sense of hopelessness and despair and somehow we all have to get on with our lives and actually try to be loving and kinder and more compassionate. And so basically, you know, I just feel the song needed to be sung again and and, to, mm-hmm. and it gives me an opportunity to even to just talking about it now is is wonderful yeah and oddly enough you take all this madness that we are and at some point of it these are people that just want to get back to their families as well everyone I mean, does there's this dichotomy that happens all the time of like you're like that's insane but then you'll see they go home and they're with their people they have their own friends but for some reason for some reason, we keep playing this same game over yes. and over. Isn't it strange? Yeah. I think it's one of the strangest things. And that's why so many of these songs, like we said, they could have been written today. I, it made me actually think about the first songs that I ever remember. And those were songs that people in my family sang to me first. They weren't even from the radio or anything. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I mean, we, we, you and I probably have the same experiences. You know, I yeah. remember that somewhere, maybe in an attic room, there may have been a collection of those black 70, yeah. is it 73 or is it 78 RPM? 78. 78 yeah. RPM. And I remember sort of slipping these, these uh, records out of their brown covers and and being very fascinated by the the the, the label yeah. the circular label and, and seeing the names of performers on these labels and just thinking wow you know amazing these people actually made these recordings and I'm listening to them now this is a, a kind of time travel because we we can't actually go back in time but we can connect with recordings and we can connect with film and books that were written and we can see photographic images
is. And that is the one sort of aspect of connection with, with time. That is true. And Billie Holiday still breaks our heart to this day. You know? No question about that. And I think also that uh, Billie Holiday's life and, uh, the, and the, the tragedy that seemed to be played out until her early death is a theme also for many uh, young artists as well. I mean, we know that there have been so many artists that have had deeply flawed aspects in their lives that have actually, at the end of them, they've fallen foul of them and mm-hmm. they haven't survived to live to be healthy or to live to be free of addiction and to just kind of be well-balanced. And it's sad to me that people seem to, in a way, the 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 the, the, the reverence to Billie Holiday is there, but also almost as if they almost want Billie to be that representation of the despair and pain and addiction and sorrow. It's almost as if, in a token way, there she is suffering for us. Very Does that Christ-like. make sense to you? No, it's very Christ-like, uh, yeah. you know. You know, and I, what I would want for Billie Holiday, do you know, mm-hmm. would be peace, would be health, would be getting off the addiction. And I wouldn't even, I, I, you know, if her, her, her music was sublime, but do we really have to suffer so much? Is that what we want for people? You know, it's, it's an interesting question. I'm just putting it to you now. No, I, I think it's interesting because you'll find out with a lot of artists, we tend to love them more after they pass away. Oh, definitely. We punish them sometimes why they're alive and we see this time and time again and then when they die we can go wow they become iconoclastic and all of that i agree with you i think there is a there is a there is a lot of extreme kind of handling of people in the public eye and i mean obviously billy led her life in the public eye Mm -hmm. and very often in the wrong the wrong kind of situation and circumstance constantly being in court or, or being thrown out of places and and looking you know worse for wear and all of those things like Amy Winehouse obviously has sort of, you know, the tragedy of a young life like that was mm-hmm. so much of a gift. I think it is, you know, it's, it's, it's painful to see. Yeah. But did you have to say to yourself as a young person, I'm going to make sure that I take care of myself as well as the art because yes, yeah. we think it's a trade-off sometimes, yeah. but it doesn't have to be, does oh, it? Oh, my Lord, you have to be so protective in so yeah. many ways. Look, first of all, a singer, you are your instrument. You are the instrument. So if you're smoking, you know, and constantly, and you're talking a lot, and you're going out, and then on top of that, you're doing a lot of lines of whatever, Coke or whatever you're taking, mm-hmm. then you're damaging the instrument that is, you, that is your God-given gift, you know, and yeah. I say God, I mean... I don't mean in a religious sense, but, you know, that is the gift that is innate in you. And it is there uh, to be respected and to be protected and to be developed. And you see young, raw talent coming up and then they just sort of rise up like, a, you know, like a rocket going up to the moon. And then they sort of crash and burn so fast down the other side because they haven't taken care of themselves, either physically or psychologically and emotionally. And people have maybe come on to them in a kind of, um, how would you say, sort of exploitative way. Sure. And then they fall foul of those people. And it's, it can be a lot of tragedy can be played out. Well, they always think that the career will be short, so they try to get as much out of them as they can. They, Seems to be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if Nowadays you, especially. Yeah. But uh, even if you look back at the, 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 the Stones and the Beatles, they had to put out singles, I think, every two months. I mean, it was a mad, yeah. mad... And I think that's why the burnout level is so high sure yeah 
It's only so much you could do. Only so much. Yeah. But then, what do we like more than somebody who's gone the distance? I like. I look back at the the last albums that Johnny Cash made, and I'm like, these are more precious, I think, than when he was a, a young stud. You know? Yeah, it's kind of it breaks my heart, really. I I don't like to see. I mean, no one likes to see anyone suffer. Yeah. But then when you think, oh well, they must suffer like this because they're creating great art. I I think there's an anachronism in that. Yeah. Uh, the album is nostalgia and so many great songs on here. It was actually I was surprised that you would go in this direction, which is always fantastic. In, I was surprised you know, myself. In an artist, I had two two years of thinking about this possibility because the idea occurred to me about two years ago. I just I was like, this is really interesting. You know, I've never done this, and maybe I just should. I should just give it a shot. I wasn't really even thinking about making a record. It was just more for the musical. Journey journey of it mm -hmm. you know and once i started once i started exploring the songs once i started transcribing them down onto my keyboard and f and really figuring out what these songs are about becoming really familiar with them then i felt well i felt very compelled to record them and you kept it lean you kept it really about the song i wanted it to be uh, simple. I wanted it. I didn't want it to be overly, overly elaborated. I just felt it had to be down to the nub. And I, I tried to draw. Well, I didn't try. I just, I, I reson. There's a blues root in this. Some of these jazz songs that really resonates for me. So I was kind of innately drawing that out. And I, it, it's always fascinating to me. Um, that these songs come from half a world away from where you grew up, and yes. they still mean something. Oh, they, yes, absolutely. But you. that's the beauty of music. You know, music flies around the world, and we're all affected by it. I mean, I've, I, I think about people I've met in Germany that were just so obsessed with American culture, you know, that they, mm -hmm. you know, America back in the sort of 60s and 70s was incredibly romanticized for people that were living in Europe. And probably, I'm sure, for people living in America, there's a huge kind of romantic fantasy about the old country and coming, you know, coming to Europe and seeing the history and the different kind of culture that perhaps they've come from originally in their families. It's stunning. It's actually stunning the way that that music went across and then back to us. So many, so many American artists had to be reintroduced to America by you know British bands. It's so been, yeah, yeah, always right. been phenomenal. I love that. Yeah, I do too. Uh, it's magic. Thank you so much for being here again. Nostalgia is the album, and you can pick this up uh, on iTunes and Amazon.com. For more information, go to AnnieLennox.com. Thank you so much, Annie. Such a pleasure. And uh, we we'll hope to you see, see you back again. here again. Thank you. Thank you.
Fed show. Uh, Fed, uh, Chris, you be ready with all the plugs here because Open Mike Eagle is here. Open Mike Eagle's here. His The Open Mike Eagle show is coming to the Palisades in Brooklyn tonight, October 23rd. Admissions free. Chris Gethard and Greer Barnes are also on the card. Greer Barnes! <laughs> I can't follow Greer Barnes. And you can pick up Mike's album, Dark Comedy, on iTunes. That's a word play. But, Chris, look who else is here. It's time. <laughs> Go ahead. Speaking of dark comedy. All there right, there it is. There, there it go. is. Tammy Pescatelli's in studio. She's performing at the Improv in Kansas City, Missouri, Thursday, Ooh. November 6th through Saturday, November 8th. Go to improvkc.com. And then the next week, she's performing at the Improv in Chicago. That's November 13th through the 15th. Go to chicago.improv.com. You're in the Annie Lennox chair. You, I am. She I'm laughed. Got a little... And you, as you came in, no. Yeah, you came in as she left. That would be Did you nice get to see her in the hall? I did. Beautiful. Stunningly, it's it's like it's like a Middle Ages king. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's a, there's a power. You know what I always glow. dug about her? Bes- listen, her voice is ethereal yeah. and all those things. But I really just dug back in a time when women would do these videos and try to like sell out. With she just was like, screw it, I'm shaving my head. Right. To, well, not shave, but like close cut, you know, and I'm beautiful, but I'm not going to try to fall into any of that trap. I want you to focus on the music. Well, see, here's the thing. I've always thought that the best rock and roll singers have a mixture of masculine and feminine. Elvis had feminine. He was a masculine mm. guy, but he was feminine. And then you take like Chrissy Hine. She was beautiful, but it was kick-ass, kind of had a masculine thing. Right. So I always think there's this flow of sexuality that we have. I believe all sexuality is, is like it's ebbs and flows. Like, I don't understand why, Fezzi, you're always depressed. You have a great life. You, you're gay. Is, you are the antithesis of what gay is supposed to be. Like, happy. Like you're, you have a great life in front of you. He walks out. He's walking Annie Lennox out. He does. Yeah. That's, he, has, uh, he has no idea how many people <clears throat> like he just he goes, hey, Tammy, give me a big hug. He goes, I just I'm sorry. I had to walk Annie Lennox out. I'll be right back. <laughs> like that was like, a normal. Are you crazy? Why yeah. don't I ever want to hear you complain? What a great day. Isn't that weird? Because I get to, like sometimes I'll be mad at my bosses and I'll think, but I get to do shit that I never. Yes. Yeah. I'll put up with it. You know, you're so on point with all these great things that you're doing with, all, you know, the Russell brand, all these unmasked, yeah. these these Bennington things. You guys are 
on a roll. There's no right. need for depression here. Well, I'm not depressed. Because um, well, Fezzi's taking it all for you. He really is. <laughs> he, there was, I don't know whether you guys ever saw a movie called Mandingo. It was a great black exploitation film from the 1970s. But it was about a slave thing. And the master why, would... Why you got to say that? Because I'm black? Yes. Yeah, that's, why. Master, that's why. You got to bring it up. Mm-hmm. The master would have a little black kid down and then he would put his feet on the belly and his rheumatism was supposed to go into the kid? the kid. That's what they believed. Jeez. So the the uh. little black kid would be like, oh, my belly hurts. But he would be, bull- he would be bullshitting. But I feel like Fez does that for all of us. He sucks in all the dark energy and then everybody else can kind of feel light. But now you got to get a way to get rid of it. Right? I have to have someone put their feet on my stomach. That's it. <laughs> Let's get you a little black kid that you can put your... <laughs> Come yeah, on, Mike. Tammy. Lay down. No, lay not, down. I, don't think, I, don't, I don't think that's going to work. Mike, did you like the Annie Lennox thing? Or? It was incredible. Was it? She's, yeah. got, she's got that gravity, man. She should have a sword. Gravity. Yeah. She should have a she's sword. noble. Well, let me tell you something about oh, her, yeah, too. Yeah. I, I felt... I know what you're saying. Like, yeah. that energy that people... Yeah. Which, no matter what they would have done, would have been stars. Right. Well, she... Is I think there's something like 80 different um, charities that she's involved with. Out of all the people on the planet, she's number three in doing charity wars wow. like Elton John, Bono, her. That she'll go, and I've talked to her about it before, like she'll just take a helicopter way into Africa to talk to these women and stuff. Like a lot of the stuff is like oppressed women mm-hmm. around the world. But I can just imagine what she looks like just showing up in the jungle. Please, everyone, <laughs> stop the murders. You know? Wait a second. So she goes to Africa. Yeah. And I'm sitting in the I am I'm sitting in the Ebola chair. Is that what you're yes, telling me? You're in the Ebola chair. <laughs> yeah. Ebola chair. Yeah. It might happen. They wiped it down a little. It should, I don't, should be fine. By the way, I'm gonna fine. say this: I don't believe in Ebola. I think the whole thing is just fucking hype. I think it's honestly like those dead pigeons in um, that Steven Spielberg movie, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I never believe in it. You're hysterical. I, I thought it was just promo from Walking Dead because it happened to come yeah. out mm. literally that well, weekend. Walking Dead. I'm like that. Is the best press agent I have ever seen. Yeah. Um, Chris, what's the big story out there today? We've got another school teacher sleeping with children. Yet another one, and they're saying she's this one's the hottest one yet. She's a 24 year old in Pasadena, okay. and she slept with a, a, a male student on who was on the cheerleading squad. Wait, wow. A male cheerleader? A male cheerleader. Wow. I, I feel like we've flip flopped. Male, male <laughs> cheerleading has come a long way. Yes. Yeah, we've. Yeah. And so she's now, now. And I think it's because of its skirt. It's because she has glasses on. She's kind of. She's cute. They're, but I will tell you, they're all crazy blonde white women. It's true. There's not an ethnic one in the bunch. There's not a, you know, you never see an Italian, a black woman, you know, ne- not even Asian women. You know what I mean? Like, cause it's all these crazy white women that have their own issues that they really should be on Jerry Springer, but they have a job, so they don't have time to. Do you think that the woman is the seducer or they let the teens seduce them? Oh, I think what, what teen is a good seducer? No, no like that's true. There's no practice. There's well, no even if they are, developed. like you, you have like the wherewithal to go. Dude, yeah. this isn't. You're obviously just not getting it from anywhere. <laughs> and and obviously the women are the worst at it. 
Yeah. Because maybe guys do it too, but they just don't get caught. Well, guys always used to be. This was the, like guys own this, the fantasy, and right. now guys know better to do it. But women can't stop. Well, because they fall in love with them, the dummies. They think yeah, that they're being right. sed- seductresses, and then they gotta yeah. fall in love with them, and yeah. then you gotta break out of jail like that crazy one, <laughs> and, and, and have his baby, and then you gotta yeah. have a little little baby by a kid who's twelve years old. Chris, this is your you think is the hot one? No, this isn't the hot one. Look, she just threw glass. Glasses on. That's why people are freaking out over it. Because that looks like a disguise. Black rim glasses. <laughs> is, is that a mugshot? Is she arrested? This is the arrested mugshot. That's good for a mugshot, though. It is. Yeah, yeah, that is a beautiful mugshot. mugshot. The yeah. hottest one in a long time, if not ever, was one of the chicks that double teamed that kid. I think it was in Louisiana. The I don't know the play. double team. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> These about. These two broads double teamed her. And the one on the left, I think, is the hottest one in a long, time. No, remember long the time. blonde? The, one of the very first in ones. Tampa. Platinum blonde. Yeah, in the girl Florida. in Tampa. Yeah. She was pretty good. Gorgeous. Go to the Tampa Blonde. She um, was really super yeah, hot. Now, the, I would, my big problem with her, and you always have to look out for this, is the oh, eyes. Wow. Oh, yeah. Um, She's a looker. Now, go to the picture number two, Chris, right there. Her mugshot. Four sides white. Always look. I, have, I found this out a long time ago from a psychologist. They said if you see someone and you see white all around, you know, the pupil, like, run. Just fucking run. You know that stupid joke that I do that I go, the thinner the eyebrow, the crazier the broad. Yeah. Look at them. Mm. All thin eyebrows. All thin eyebrows. All of them. Damn. That's how you know. Look, thin, 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 thin. thin, thin. They all yeah. look like they could be related. Like they're just from one long line of like uh, sweet molesting teachers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, like just of some genetic strain of women that find like thirteen-year-old boys incredibly it's, irresistible. I mean, some of these the Marsha Brady connection right. is what's frightening. Right, right. That you're right. They all do look alike. It's a weird thing too because, like, I I just don't know how you don't realize you're gonna get caught. Snapchat. This girl got caught because of Snapchat. They, they, she sent a naked picture of herself to the kid, and they screen capped it and passed it around the school. Of course yeah, they never believe it. And then the two broads that double teamed the one kid, they uh, made a video of it that got passed Jesus around. Christ. You all dropped the double team, were you? You're the fucking <laughs> disgust double that. team. I know. Because yeah. you want to know why he wants to, that's his segue to bring in how I got completely blown out right. in our little tournament the first week because oh of the God. Patriots, who I can't take. And I chose him just because I hate him so I could get rid of him. I'm going to tell you from my vantage point, it's a blessing to have gone out early because I started really? developing this week-to-week care of the, really of the NFL schedule that I can't even seem to break. My, I'm still checking ESPN <laughs> right. randomly, <laughs> and I'm heartbroken, heartbroken that I'm not still a part of this. It's, I, well, I, I was humiliated. Yeah, you well, went out quick, and we expect the big things. second game. Yeah, we expect Me the big too. things out of you. Uh, and then, you know, some of the people still out there. It's hard. Gavin Gavin went hard, and I think he picked everything in the first week. He just went, all right, this is what I want. The first week, the second. Yeah, well, but everything he touches turns to gold. It does seem that way. He's got a little Rumpelstiltskin in his closet (laughs) spinning stuff. You know, there's a uh, a Halloween launch party here at SiriusXM, the Dirty, Sexy, Funny Show. Jenny, Jenny McCarthy is having a launch party. Uh, and she's inviting listeners, Chris? Yes, she is, yes. That's what I just... I just saw them in the lobby, her and Donnie Wahlberg. Oh, are yeah, they? And they, they I, I just found out that I have to be there next week. I'll, I'll be, <laughs> You're going to be at the party? Yeah. 
Fantastic. I'm going to be the invisible woman and not show up. <laughs> yeah. They'll be like, what a great costume I'll you have. I'll down and be like, Tammy's amazing, isn't she? That's a, let's let's yeah. do that. I'll stay out. And let's, if you want it, you guys just go, did you see our costume? Right. so good. You guys we'll always do it at different times. <laughs> and I'll just have an extra glass. <laughs> Which Tammy is supposed to told her I'd get her this wine. They're like, you have to have a sexy costume. I go, can't I just get a t-shirt and write, insert whore costume here? Who else is going to be there? Well, you know, uh, Lynn Complitz is going to be her everyday regular co-host. Is that right? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then then the other girls, Paula Bell and... uh, April Macy, who is now on the show with us, who's gorgeous. So they'll be there. And then I'm sure some listeners and some of the fans that have been coming to the tour. And I'm it's sure. It's really great. Uh, I'm sure Mr. Wahlberg will come by. You get along well with him, right? I do. I'm a neighborhood girl. I don't, you know. Right. I don't have a lot of glitz and glam. Like the, <laughs> when they said to me, have a sexy costume, like, what are you going to be for Halloween? I'm like, an adult. <laughs> I don't have any plans. Handing out candy. Right. Candy like, I plan people. on being home. I plan yeah. on not being close by any of you lunatics. I have no, I don't plan my Halloween costumes. All right. So this starts uh, the 22nd, 4 p.m. Uh, it does. I was told to be here at six. Right, what am I? Wh- why do I have the kill on here, Chris? What's that? You mean? shouldn't have that on there. No, that does. That's just like when we should stop promoting it. Okay, so we stop promoting this on the twenty seventh. All right, so this is going to be October 29th, uh, and everybody can get involved with this. Uh, for official rules, go to SiriusXM.com slash Jenny McCarthy before. October 27th. Uh, there's no purchase necessary. Just go sign up and you're going to hang out with all the dirty, sexy, funny girls, which has been a great tour. and We've had a lot of fun. Now a show, you know, which can be cool. Yeah, this will be You guys good. have that central place. Yeah, it's nice. And, you know, I'll be in a lot more. You guys will see me. I'll come in like Thursdays and Fridays. Well, it's great because I think she's right on before us. Yes. So On stars, I on think. On stars. That's my dream, one day to be on Stars. You, you're on every channel here. You're, you're on the I'm sports. I'm on quite a few. You're on the Latino channel. I think yeah, they translate you. You know, te gusta bailar, Ron Bennington. Fez, we wanted you to get you on the gay channel. How did that work out? That didn't work out. I was snubbed by the gay channel. Why? I don't know. I, I guess I didn't fit in with the guys over there. Oh, he should get his own show, Watley. What? On, the, on the gay channel. That would be amazing. Well, I did say that if we d- we have to call you Feliz, you have to be happy that we'll have to we'll have to call you that. I, you know what? Uh, we were sh- I was sharing with Fez on the way in. He's got a little color to his mustache. Did you see how yes, cute is. that is? Right? Yes. It's a little... Like snotty. It. Yeah, a little gray. No, no, no. I had green hair one time by uh, accident. Did you? Italian girl trying to dye her hair blonde. <laughs> right? And then it goes... It's blonde for a little bit and you go back to dark and it's green like you jumped in, you know, a pool in chlorine. But that's perfect. If you want to come to the party with me, I'll be Dorothy and you can be the Wizard of Oz. Holy Do it. I like right? it. Right? You want to be with... That would be great. Because that would be a great Wizard oh. of Oz kind of thing. I green, think that looks right? Good. Oh, the guy at the yes. door, like, I'll be the doesn't wizard. let you oh, yeah. in. All oh, right. right. There's a know-how, nowhere. What was that yeah. fucking guy? Remember at the door? Yeah. yeah. You, can't, you can't come in and... Then he's crying crazy. later. Yeah. Right. He's fucking just squeezing. Why didn't you say so? It's a yeah. horse of a different color. Bum, 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 right. bum, bum, they call bum, him a humbug or something? I still don't know they, what that word is. Well, the one where he's at the door. Find the one where he's at the door, Stan. Right, right, right. Yeah. 
Come on, Chris. It's the guy who's wearing green. The doorkeeper. The door guy. Come on. Chris. There, there he is. is. Oh, geez. There he is. Oh, I, for some reason, like I thought that, his. That I thought fast. your mustache. I thought his mustache was green. You gotta I go guess to the, I wasn't. To the other one, though. I think uh, where he was poking his head out. The Why don't you guys all come with me and be crying. be the the cowardly lion, oh, the tin man? Oh, can I be the scarecrow? I would love to be the scarecrow. Well, you can oh my God, that looks like Fez. That is ways. crazy. That looks like Fez. <laughs> Fez, that's so Oh, my God. You have to do See who Fez. I am? I have useless information. I oh, can tell the time amazing. within seven minutes. I can tell what people look like. I wish that movie was on and right now, though. I wish we could just sit can, and watch it. Um, we do have the power of technology. I, I only like, watch it once a year. We do have I watch it that. once a year, like when I was a kid. Like Right. They used to do it Easter weekend, I yeah. think, right? In case you didn't believe in, in the Christ resurrection, <laughs> you could always watch The Wizard of Oz. See, that's you the could thing. believe in something. Before VCR, Chris, yeah. the fucking excitement level leading up to The Wizard of Oz was crazy in school. Truthfully. You were just like fucking pulling at your people shirt. People would come over to my house to watch that. Yeah. Also, also Halloween time, because people would come over. I would have like groups of people come yeah. over to watch whatever horror film had just been in the theaters but it, it took like three years to get on regular television right. Right. Yeah. and then you like I didn't know Animal House was so dirty mm. I watched it like right I had no I idea like all TV. the naked stuff yeah. and then saw it on regular TV when they weren't swearing and they were, I didn't know there was all this nudity Caddyshack too I didn't yeah. know that like Revenge of the Nerds was right. the same way too like making it on the moon and all that I didn't see that till way yeah. later I didn't know that was even part of it I had no idea you sit down and watch it now I have a six year old I'm watching Caddyshack and all of a sudden, I see boobs on the bed with yeah, Chevy man. Chase and that broad. You know, Vacation was like a children's movie in a lot of ways. And then the mom shows her breasts. Yeah. They would never do that Wait, now. And the, I was and the, really happy when I finally yeah, saw sure. it. Though. I was very pleased. And you remember when the, the niece goes when they went to see the cousins right. and she goes something like it was some kind of incest thing like something like that says they kiss the best yeah daddy. i french the daddy best says I french. oh that beverly oh yeah. hi oh wow hello yeah is that it says fake nude though no that's no, that's the real. mom that was that scene actually took place yeah. in now google what she looks like now and see what she's she is. She's so thick. whatever she's boner so you may have it's now oh, inverted that's <laughs> oh that's yeah. big hair that's green no no that's, that's, green. that's, that's, green. that's not green that's green that's hair. not green it's not no that's how i look that's how he sounds yeah on the radio <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, his hair comes through his speaker just a pompadour <laughs> and a scarf sometimes it's just moving back and forth like seaweed just real slow what can I be for Halloween for this stupid? Here's a question though: Did Halloween, like, when did Halloween get co-opted by horny women? Like, when did that happen? When did everything become about like the the sexy, uh, okay. the sexy tooth fairy? You know what I mean? It's like, so is it, has, has it always been that way? No. It's not always been it's that way. Their did way that it's that repression. It's that whole <laughs> fake, the Fifty Shades of Grey, the yeah. fake. Mm, Just, fake. And, but now you can't say you can't. Call, I was, you know me. I don't. I don't know if you've ever. You never seen me, but like mm -hmm. I don't pull any punches. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I call it. Then this one girl was going crazy, and I'm like, just come out with it. You're a whore. Like, right. just say it. Just say. It. Let everybody know. So, and then we cut the. So is case. it that people used to be more outwardly whorish, and now they kind of have to play it down until certain I think days? Is were, that? It wasn't whorish. Adults would do adult things, right? But now, no one feels that you they can't, can't slut shame. Yeah, you want it to be in public now, and you want it to be almost. Right. Maybe this is a post-AIDS thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where we're we're pretending we're being sexy, not actually having an orgy. I, well, I'll tell you the truth. I think that again, it's like those stupid teachers with those kids. Mm -hmm. They think that's what they want. Right. Right. 
I mean, I, and granted, I just speak for women. Not everybody has to agree with me. If you don't, I don't care if you don't. But the truth is, is they think that they want to be sexy and they mm-hmm. think they want to own the sexuality. And then three months later, they're crying because you didn't call them back. Right. 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 So don't stop. It just doesn't even make sense. But it's just, just a fascinating honest. thing to me is how, like, culturally it all decided to happen on Halloween. It's out of weird. nowhere. You we know, took like, it from the children. Yeah. We took it's their not, time. You know, they came out. But That's I remember, it like, <laughs> even by out. the time, like, when I remember, like, I was in fourth grade, I was like, well, I can't go out anymore. That's for kids. You know? Mm. But now, adults, adults just go out all the time. If I'm at my house and I'm giving out candy yeah. and you are t- like tall enough to ride the rides yeah. at a park, you're not getting anything. Get out. I, you're going to get a kick in the ass. I am not giving you I, candy I, that I'm going to not have enough for a little kid. I always like, well, the 13-year-old will come over and will not even have a mask on. <laughs> right. so like, how you doing? <laughs> What's up? Milky Way? Candy. <laughs> well, the adults started taking it away from the kids before they co-opted it because that all of a sudden it was too dangerous for kids to go out right. and Halloween started moving into school auditoriums and malls. Right. That's true. They have then trunk they or treat. I don't even fucking trust that though. I wouldn't trust taking my kid to a mall. No. It, the whole thing is crazy. You know, I mean, the, just the idea. Because you want to feel bad. You should have lived my life for one second. Do you know one time I, I was a little kid. I was probably eight years old and I'm jumping in a pile of leaves with my brothers, right? I get poison ivy all yeah. over my face oh, right Jesus. my eyes are like slits i look like just i'm crazy just poison swollen i can't read it's halloween my mother let me go is that <laughs> i am not kidding you you think it's a joke i swear to god she put a bandana on my head and let me go around like that as myself that's what a monster hideous oh, thing i go you know god. i should never i should that's either shoot somebody or no. never I, that's what I want. That is not a, a joke. I got I mean, that's the truth. These these people were morons. Now, Fed, do you think you would have got over that, or you'd still be so sad about it? Oh, I'd still be really Correct. sad about it. No, Absolutely. I should be a sharpshooter. <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> I really up. should just be a sharpshooter. I had shooter. to go out as a disease. <laughs> me. It's me. I'm yeah. eight. You, you just told an eight-year-old that she was so ugly that for then, Halloween, oh she could be herself. So you're allergic to leaves, I guess, huh? Well, it was the poison ivy and the leaves, yeah. and you know, I'm. So, and plus, nowadays, if someone did that, they take the kids. Someone would call CPS. Yeah. Oh, Back yeah. then, yeah, they, the they neighbors the did nothing. They just thought it was probably typical. Yeah. You know. It's true. It's true. The the neighbors would probably think, "What about those weird people over there?" <laughs> I had horrible you know? costumes. One year, it was my dad. I don't. They just never. They never ever. I've and the good part about this is these idiots documented every halloween yeah just i think it was to mock me i think they had an underground mock your children kind (laughs) of thing because we don't have pictures of anything like there's you know what i mean but there's like a couple christmas photos but every halloween there's something probably started that year well we're like i'm my dad one year another year this i did do a joke is i'm a i was a raisin which is just a wrinkled garbage bag like the worst costumes ever Ever. Um, Chris, did you see this uh, thing going on in, um, I guess it's uh, somewhere in L.A., Sunset Strip, I guess, of the fight that took place between the characters? No, I haven't seen it, no. Yeah, it's up on the iBank today. Check this out. Give me some sound on this. You're incredible, right? Well, I guess when you look at the video at first, it's funny, but 
When you talk to the tourists and some of the other characters out here, they say it's really embarrassing and sad that this happened out here and that a woman was assaulted in the process. Take a look at the video. You know, at first it looks like a stage battle, but this is Where's a real Waldo? life fight between Mr. Incredible Waldo. and Catgirl. You even see Chewbacca and Freddy Krueger stepping in to break it up. This, <laughs> this all happened Monday crazy. outside the Chinese theater. And at one point, the characters get separated, but then Mr. Incredible apparently goes back for another round. And you can see from the video, basically body slamming uh, Batgirl or Catgirl to the ground. She's apparently okay, but the people we talk to out here who make a living on the Walk of Fame are pretty upset about what happened, including Chewbacca, who stepped in to break up that fight. Stop. They're Stop. arguing over $20. Oh. And now they are interviewing it? Chewbacca. Oh. Oh. They kind of got into it because she was too close to him. Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse. Or? A camera crew working for the production company Filmon captured the superhero brawl on camera. Now, you know, many of these characters are out here hustling for money. The characters are here to entertain. They it's work so to block photos. Can you rewind Spider-Man? He never wears underwear. It's no. really gross, and he's free-balling, and it's really funny. Go back right, and see if they see have this. the long... If I swear to God, that's not. I'm not exaggerating. I just was there. He never puts on underwear. Never. It's the same Spider-Man? It's, it's well... Yeah. For a long time, he's been there for like 10 years. He's, sometimes he's Captain America. Yeah, you America. see what happens, you know, if another Spider-Man will show up, they'll have to, you know, right? they have to yeah. take it to the street yeah. like that, you know? Watch when he walks over and see if you see. It's so gross. Look, uh, you can't see. There's probably, if you Google Spider-Man Freeball, that's probably why they made him put a, a fanny pack on to cover it. <laughs> put on a fanny pack. We're going on... Because it's, it's a little bit crazy. I don't know how they're allowed to dress up as these characters and then demand money from kids to begin with. Well, after all the the, the kid touching and weirdness went down. Oh, and God. What? You're they always bringing kids. up kids touching. Disney was looking into it. Sesame was looking into it. Can we stop this? Listen, when you it. want to take a picture with a Jerry Sandusky lookalike, what do you expect is going right, to happen? It's true. <laughs> Anyone who, who lets their kids walk through that... Uh, they're nuts. They're nuts. And they're also just uncreative people, you know, just showing up to the tourist spot. They they couldn't put a plan together for what to do when they're in Los Angeles, so they show up <laughs> to where those people are being crazy. It would be kind of cool if some of them just showed up on 14th Street and see how much money they could collect. Because I guess people get off the bus here and just start handing out money to people that they see. They do it in I didn't know that sure. because I would like to stand on a corner then and ask for yeah. some. I'll tell some jokes even. Like I give them. I've seen guys do it. <laughs> I've seen guys do stand up out there. God. Now, when when anyone asks me for money, I always say I live here. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I do not any of the 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 guys trying to hand you the DVD. I know. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> they follow you down the block. Yeah. Here yeah, you go. They, they hand it to you first. They got rid of those guys on on the boulevard, and they got rid of the breakdancing guys too. But yeah. they let they let the character guys stay there for some reason. I can't I don't stand know why. it. It's the worst thing. But. It, uh, here they're just like little Mexican people. Mm. There it looks like they're people that didn't make it as actors. Yeah, Spider-Man sounds like well-adjusted from when he was talking on the camera. That's what you got that's from right. him? Yeah, the grown man in a, in a mask Free that doesn't balling. fit? Free-balling with a fanny pack? What superhero has a fanny pack? I think that right there lets you know. Tourist man. Uh, Louis, go ahead, buddy. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, yeah, I just wanted to say, I think that all that sexy costume stuff came from like anime and all that cosplay shit because it seems like 
people just want to have Comic Con like all year round. So you got girls dressing up like that. Well, I know at the last Comic Con in New York, th- there were more people in cosplay than anything else. It was almost like a hundred percent. Let's dress up as people. That's the reason for these things now. It's just for cosplay. It's all these people just want to dress up like the X Men or whatever, whatever hot chick there is. Which in is a comic really book. funny to me because my son is six and I just bought him a Link costume and he loves to go outside and play Link from Legend of Zelda and it's really cute now. I go, but if he's 15 years old, outside in a Link costume, we're going to have some issues in my house. Whoa. <laughs> um, I think Elvira did it. I think Elvira was, was sexy. You know what? Yeah. That's, that's a good you point. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a good point. Elvira those, those might have started done a revolution. It. Yeah. Dude. You almost always thought you were going to say a nipple with Elvira. It was so yeah. close that you're like, I'm going to stay through one more commercial. I love watching that as a young as a kid. Just what love. But I was yeah. actually thinking about those kind of movies that she used to run. Do they? Is there anywhere that you could still see like the old Incredibly Shrink a Man mm. and any of those kind of movies? Like the old trauma movies and all yeah. that. Yeah. I think they post a lot of them on YouTube where you could like the Corman movies stuff like that. To, like. I mean, I know it's alive on YouTube. Yeah, but I don't want to sit and watch on YouTube. I'm going to watch it, you know. I don't see him on Netflix. There's a couple of them. Some of the trauma ones on Netflix, like the uh, Toxic Avenger and all that is on Netflix. Yeah. But they don't really run them on TV, I don't think, anymore at all. Again, another thing that we used to appointment television. Yeah. You know, Saturday afternoon of somebody's Saturday night. Some kind of monster theater. Mm-hmm. I used to watch USA Up All Night, man. Gilbert Gottfried yeah. and I forgot the Who was the blonde Ronda Shear. Ronda Ronda Shear. Shear. Yeah. Yeah. She now yeah. makes the awe bra. She's a stand-up. Really? Right? Yeah. And she makes a bra. It's called the awe bra. And like, I think she's made like a bazillion dollars. Oh, oh yeah. She's tied in with QVC or somebody, yeah. right? What's so it special hold, about the bra? See if you can Google it. It like holds your... Well, let me take my shirt off and Sexy show shapewear. you. Yeah. <laughs> but we have time. I <laughs> I, you guys got to help me. What are, I was thinking I could do... Elvira. I, well, I want... Well, I could do that, but that's a lot of makeup. I wanted to be Michonne from uh, Walking Dead, but that's not that sexy, is it? No, I think it works, though. Maybe Laura be Croft, like, Tomb Raider? Oh, yeah. That's good. With that? yeah. That's good. What if she wore like a thigh belt? You have to find like a thigh belt with pockets on it somewhere to do that, right? Yeah, or just, I could put on just like camo pants. Yeah, she's got to be shorts though. Low cross. Oh, they do have to be shorts. She's jumping over cameras. But it is radio. Why am I getting dressed up for radio? Does anybody (laughs) say that? Theater of the mind, man. Theater of the mind. But um, I think you should come as Karen from Goodfellas. Just. (laughs) That's funny. That's hysterical. Janice Rossi in 3B is a whore. She's a whore. Get your own goddamn husband. You know what's funny is like even when she was on Sopranos, she played a psychiatrist but used the same tonality. Everything was the same. So Tony. Karen got a degree. Tony, did you really have to whack that guy? You know, I, um, I, I have an unmasked coming up with Dick Cavett, and he crashed Gandolfini's funeral, and they were happy to see him there, but he didn't have the invite. Mm. He just showed up at the church. Uh-huh. But I know Gurian also did that with Joan Rivers. Just showed they up. They weren't happy to see. I don't know. They let him in. <laughs> you know, they wow. let him in. Yeah, he was really proud telling his story. Like, yeah. It was like his, his, his Tito's moment. I think. It was his Tito's <laughs> moment. <laughs> 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 he stood up and goes, 
I faced my fear of being told I can't come into a funeral. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So uh, one of my, uh, I have another title I want. I want official okay. Ron and Fez rapper and sure. rap czar of the show. Oh, what? Like what? Yeah. How's that any different? I, well, no, official is I can put that on my resume. Yeah. And then the rap czar is I can make sure you guys never play that insane clown posse song ever again. You hate that song? Oh my God, it's the worst song ever. It's the worst. You despise that song. Oh, it burns me up inside. It was a, you know, it was a wrestling was waiting thing. For you you know what? I understand that. I understand that. But I have to yeah. be willing to stand up for what I believe in, in the face of the face paint and the fago. I'm with you. I'm saying. Yeah. So you are you saying just for the way they are, or it's the song? Just they're they're just really bad rappers. Like yeah. this, the craft of rapping, they're not good at it. You know, and it's just like it hurts me to hear that. Because I listen to the show every day. You right. Know, it's like, ugh, I hate to hear that terrible rap music associated with something I enjoy so much. But see, here's the thing. To me, in my ear, I know. it's all you, terrible you, rap that. music. You said that. See, I need, it, I, need to, I, need to, I need to get you a little bit more rap sophisticated. I need right. to start an education program for you. Because that's, the, like, you know what the other terrible rap song is you guys play? Is that one Dave did, and you, and that damn that Tom Brady song? Oh, fuck Tom that's Brady. Tom Brady was gigantic. That's, that's, that's even hysterical. worse. Worse. That's, it's even worse. Cause great word. But before, let, let's do this. The writing of it is fine. Yeah. The craft of like okay. Tom Brady, so like that, yeah. like, so like the tempo. So let's do one right now. Well, okay. Let's um, let's craft one and create yeah. one right now. Then I think this. Be before we even think about rap, sure. Let's go and listen to the chilights, the stylists. I'm down with all of that. Let's just listen well, to some music, some right? real can, music. For well, you know a while. what? You should start if you really yeah. don't like rap. You should listen to like De La Soul. Exactly. Well, and, and, and you guys right, know about like Tribe Called Quest. Yeah, I mean, you guys start there. Quest. I'm just busting yeah. balls yeah. that. Yeah. But we you can do rap right me. now. I, let's do one. Well, you two do one. I know. I don't know how to. Let's just start some words. Go ahead. We can all do one. Put it together. And then he can put some beats with it. I don't like the idea that I'm in it. Pick a word. Pick a it's word, a Ron Pick a word. A mm -hmm. All right, I would immediately. Uh, I'm going to pick the word destiny. Uh, see, okay, I, I, I freestyle all day, right? Mm -hmm. um, I need a beat, though. If you put a beat on, I freestyle. Let you put the a beat, beat you got an instrumental. It's instrumental anywhere. Anywhere, we'll do that. Chris. Let's see what he can do, and while you're doing that, then you can give him a plug. Now, it's just the beat. We don't want to hear. This is just this is just instrumental. Okay. FreeDopeBeats.com Yeah, yeah, it's my destiny Tammy Pescatelli next to me Doing it with complexity This is not simple Flows from the mental uh, Fez has got healthcare plus dental we all know that, and I drove here in a rental. This is not written with pencil. Straight off the top of the brain. And I do it, and I keep it insane. But that's a rap you know is lame. Don't do cocaine, but I stay in my own lane. I need Rogaine, maybe not. Nah. <laughs> not really, my hair's fully grown. Doesn't matter, I'm keeping it different, never monotone. Yeah, I got it. So, like this and like that, though. My rap's sharp as an exacto knife. Rap for my whole life, but I'm right now, I don't have a point to what I'm saying. I'm just praying. In words with no delaying. Yeah, uh, I need a point. I need something no, to talk was, about. That was I need, great. No, that's yeah. cool. I, think I, can, I got I can, it. Now, Tammy, you're ready to do, do way one? better. No, yeah. I can't do Your it. Turn, Tammy. <laughs> I just can give you Your words. Your turn, Tammy. No, baby, Don't be you got it. I, there's nothing I can. I, I'll give you a haiku rap. That's <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah, very five seven five. Yeah. All right, let's do one. Give me one. Right. Go ahead, Ron. Are we going to do the same one? I can, I can mix up the beat. Yeah, mix up the beat. I don't want to, you know. But you gotta get. You want a word? I think I got it. I think okay. I got it. What are we waiting for, Chris? <laughs> Come right here. Yeah. 
Oh, that's, oh, that's good. good. That is good. That's nice and thick right there. Hi, I'm Ron. I'm a taxpayer. <laughs> Destiny. <laughs> no. What? <laughs> I don't know. We tried it, Chris. We tried it. Chris, See, you great. must you must be at the age where you used to spin. No, I bet. Yeah, I saw yeah. the video of him in the dorm room. I know you guys used to He's rap, man. He's got his hat to man. the no, back. You listen to a lot of Look Eminem. It. Come on, man. You're listening to Cool Keith. Oh, I know you guys are rapping, man. Come on, Chris. Give me a bar, Chris. All right, here we go. <laughs> Face change. Right. Like when they pick up a guitar, like when Johnny Cash got very intense when he picked up a guitar. Look at his face. Well, I'll throw out a plug first. The Open Mike Eagle Show is coming to Palisades at Brooklyn tonight, October 23rd. Admission is free. And Mike will be performing with Chris Gethard and Greer Barnes. And you can pick up Mike's album, Dark Comedy, on iTunes. And Tammy Pescatelli is performing at the Improv in Kansas City, Missouri, Thursday, November 6th through Saturday, November 8th. Go to improvkc.com for tickets. And Tammy's performing at the Improv in Chicago. Chicago, Thursday, November 13th through Saturday, November 15th. Go to chicago.improv.com for tickets. And you can pick up Tammy's album, Fighting the Funny, on iTunes. Now do it in rap form. Mm. I, or I'll, I'll plug in rap form. <laughs> Beat up. Yeah, yeah, Tammy Pescatelli, she's performing at KC. That's Tammy and KC Pescatelli. Go to improvkc.com Cause Tammy's gonna be the bomb Then she's going to Chicago, Chi-Town Mike is from there too Thursday the 13th through Saturday the 15th Chicago, improv.com Mike, Mike, open Mike Eagle Not Iron Mike Eagle But he's coming to the Palisades in BK tonight don't pay for shit because the mission is free. It's Mike Eagle with Chris Gethard and his boy Greer Barnes. Dark comedy Greer on iTunes. Greer Barnes. Let me tell you something about Greer. I can't follow that dude. No, Ron, you tell me you can't tell the difference? I think he sounds exactly oh like Jay-Z. I don't can. see the you know fucking difference between what yeah, he did him. and what Jay-Z does. We, we have does. a long way to go, Ron. We have a very long way It was way to exactly go. the same. See? No. No, 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 no. If Alyssa Keys just dropped in on the other side of that, I wouldn't have been shocked. <laughs> yeah, I've been like, okay. Hurts my soul. Hurts really? My soul. So you you hear a difference of what Did Chris was what doing? Was... Yeah, I was killing it. Actually, <laughs> I, was, I was dropping. It. You, like yeah. Bob you, like that? you like that? Yeah. I'm giving that to you. I'm giving it to you for free, Mike. That's from his album. A B C D E F G. That's from your album, Bouncy House. It's something you piss yourself. That was like the rap version of one of your Catholic prayers, man. What the fuck? Is that? I, I'm good at Catholic prayers. I don't think so. I don't think that's what really happens in real life. I get the gist. you got to stand up, kneel down. I get the gist up across. I don't think you do. We, yeah, we throw up gang signs. It's a sign of the cross. <laughs> oh, that was priceless. It's like this. Uh, hey, in the name of the Father. I did like getting a little holy water in the face, though. It was refreshing. On a hot day, right? It's like a refreshing mist. That was good, Chris. Thank you. Every you know, he committed. As, as, anybody, as Jay-Z, it's the same. Mm -hmm. I swear to God, I would like to just take what he did, take a Jay-Z song, we'll go down on the street, Ugh. and see if anybody can pick it. The difference. Everybody can except you, Ron. Yeah. <laughs> You're the last person. Who... Oh. Oh. I'm just oh, waiting for a new oh, Marvin Gaye, that's all. That's mm. not too much to ask for. Well, mm. then just listen to Robin Thicke, <laughs> because oh. then you can hear, he does. He, you he, can yeah. hear Blurred Lines. He has stolen yeah. the Marvin Gaye song. And then, then his next album, they said, sold almost 600 copies. Just uh, the the summer 
after his big summer was the worst. I'm not going to say anything because I would aspire to 600. <laughs> you would be happy to have it. Moving 600. <laughs> hey, now, who's balling now? <laughs> so you can come to this party and hang out with... Uh, uh, Tammy and Jenny McCarthy. Who else is going to be there? Uh, Lynn this... Complitz, April Macy, this Paula is a, Bell. This is really a, a chance to hang out with the dirty, sexy women. Yeah, I guess so. I, I I don't know what is happening over there. You know more than I do. I know that I was supposed to be there from 6 to 9, but you said it starts at 4. I was crazy so with maybe... that. What time does it start, Chris? Give me the exact stuff. All right. The, well, uh, first, got to win tickets. Yeah, you got to win tickets first. Uh, and if you can be in New York City on October 29th, you and a friend could be here to celebrate for the Dirty Sexy Funny Costume Party. Open only to those serious XM uh, subscribers since October 10th, 2014. For official rules and to enter, go to SiriusXM.com slash Jenny McCarthy. That's before October 27th at 10 a.m. Eastern. No purchase necessary. Wait, what does that mean since October 14th? You mean before, prior you know, to October 14th? It's always, on these contests, it's always been written the other way yeah. prior to a date. But the the way this reads, you have to have signed up for SiriusXM um, within the past two weeks. Right. That To win. That can't be right. Yeah, so I Call think Michelle. that's... I will. Call Michelle right now in the air. Yeah, unless they're just trying to see who might have signed up for that. Yeah, maybe that. But if that, we shouldn't bother everyone else. Why would you bother your listeners? I remember (laughs) when they found out that if I had Sports Illustrated, I couldn't get that football phone because it was just for the new (laughs) sign-ups. And it used to be so fucking I thought I would like to have a nice football phone. I've been loyal to you people. He drops all that, all that, That's what happened. All that yes. bipping and bopping over it's there, it's man. You shook it loose. Let's do Rappers dropped the mic. <laughs> the mic and broke it. No, I did Like it. Sam said. Now Sam's a liar. I was fucking. Let the beat drop. Shit. Did we call her yet? Your house of fire over there, Chris. I'm out of call her on that phone in there, so we can hear her on the air. Do we have her number? Not picking up, I just need- saw. We're getting her up. But can you also ask her why we have to wear costumes on the radio? I <laughs> think, Could you also ask her that while you're I think that's in? because <laughs> Jenny has a nice, sexy costume she, for herself. Well, here's the thing. I always laugh because I, I'm i not dirty, and I swear, I'm... Uh, I'm not. I'm too old for the sexy. I'll be funny. That's fine. That's you know what it. I mean. I'll take the funny. But when they like wear a sexy costume, I'm like, next to you, you were like, playmate of the year. You have stuck more things to the wall since super glue. Like you know, I'm like there's right. no. I mean, why would I want to try to be? I'm smart. Yeah. Like how about dirty, sexy, smart? I'm not gonna. When you're dressed like sexy, I'll be a teacup. How about that? Let me just go the opposite way. It, it, it really is like if Michael Irvin said, let's have a race. And you're like, I know <laughs> yeah. that you're not playing anymore, but I know right. you're still fast. You want me to dress yeah. sexy it's next to you? Happen. How about a moo-moo? How about sex? You didn't say for what age group. What about sexy for 80-year-olds? Like, you know what I mean? So I like ankle. how Tammy yeah. plays it down. But everybody digs her. No, I know. She I knows it, too. She knows it, too. No, I never... But, no, I came from a different generation of comedy. Yeah. These young girls... Like, I I try to be nice. I wash myself. I put yeah. clean clothes on and makeup. But I didn't come from a generation of... When I was a 
starting out 20 years ago, it was not good to be cute. You didn't right. want to be cute as a as a comic. Right, you wanted you didn't to be want, You didn't funny. want that to distract like, people I from yeah. what you were saying. Amy, like, don't you feel vulnerable with that really short skirt? You know what I mean? It's a showing. Yeah, well, she's right up there. She's right up there. And she's like, no, that's where I feel my power. That's where she keeps her cards, her business cards. She's good at it. She's yeah. adorable. I think she embraces it. A lot of those girls do. She's not picking up. Is what I was told. Why don't you try calling her on your phone? We don't just okay. you just call right where you're sitting there, Fez. Right. But you uh, know you're turning heads walking down the street, man. Yeah, you do. Not, Pro- you turn heads. Someone called me. Uh, and do you ever get called like you look like someone, and then when you you don't like what that person looks like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they were like, "Hey, you look like uh, that Teresa from the Real Housewives <laughs> in New Jersey," and I'm like, "Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> I hate that. I don't know. Who He's do you just, get, Mike? Um, Will Smith. Mia, yeah, he got doesn't that. have to cuss in his raps, but I do. So fuck him. <laughs> and fuck, fuck you too. It's great. Um, who? Um, I do get. Yeah, you mean who do I get? Who do I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, not really anybody. Dougie Fresh. No, yeah. not. You know what? Nobody. <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to think of somebody, and goddamn it, no one. It just doesn't happen for me. I don't look like anybody. Not anybody famous. Is that right? I guess not. Chris, do you get anybody? Wait, wait, you put your hat on. Why would you do that? Because Tammy's here? Because all day, oh, he was oh, wearing look at him. Look 94 at him. hair. All right. And he doesn't know what to do with it, but it's like the young Johnny Depp hair. He's got to start a band with well, it. Well, I know what you should do. do. You should cut it and give it to what cancer survivors. To <laughs> do this thing if it's not worked out. You think that this is wrong, Fuzz? I think the copy is wrong. The mandatory copy, as they put it. What are that? Why, why didn't we, we read it before we started saying it on the air? Well, they, let, you know what? Let people... Should we let them work it out? I guess we will. There's nothing left to do. <laughs> I guess you're all on your own, ladies and gentlemen. We show up, don't you. show up, who cares? I guess they'll let everyone in the building. <laughs> no ID, nothing. Just come on in. <laughs> we look right here. We look like the new view. I'm happy with that. You and Rosie have the same haircut now. At this point, yeah. Yeah, grown out. And now I finally have my celebrity lookalike. Whoopi Goldberg. Thank you very much. Now, Whoopi, I mean, Rosie's in the up on the interior bank today. Already saying she doesn't like being on the View. Already yes. pissed at them because uh, they had they had some. It's called like a flash sale, is what they're calling it. So there's there's basically hey, there's this product on the show. Go over to the View website. You can get it for cheaper. They so why is she upset about that? Because she doesn't. She thinks it's turning the show into uh, Home Shopping Network, and she's Whoopi. like, I didn't sign up for this shit. Her and Whoopi had a fight one day too. Yeah, yeah. She's I'll tell you, I can long. fix the and the View's uh, ratings aren't good, and I can fix it in two minutes. How? What's that? What's Shut that? It off. What's her name? What's that lady's name that I like from the View? Uh, Joy Behar. Joy Behar was yeah. the key. Mm-hmm. She was the I'll key. I'll see her to the tonight. View. I'm Are doing really? a show with her and Sherry Shepard and Judy Gold and uh, Diane Neal. Where at? Um, at Del Paso. It's a raise money for. Um, I think it's sold out for Sherry Shepard's kids' school, and they're honoring Al Roker and his wife. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> poor guy, poor guy, poor guy. Yeah, the, the weather. Oh, I know. Oh, I want to remind everybody: Jim Norton tickets go on sale 
today, right? To everybody, not just serious subscribers since a certain date. Yeah, it doesn't matter <laughs> what date you've signed up. Only this if you sign up on you a Wednesday. Get involved in special taping in Boston. It's going to be for January 17th, but the tickets are available on pre-sale Ticketmaster to 10 p.m. today. 10 nice. p.m. So you can get in on that big show. So I looked up the official rules on the SiriusXM website for the Jenny McCarthy Dirty Sexy Funny Halloween Party. You have to have a SiriusXM subscription since at least October 10th. Got it. Uh, that makes right. sense. So it's, what did we have? We had since October 10th. It's a big difference. I've had one forever. Yeah. Ever. And I've never gotten I, I listen through Audible. I'm one of those sad sacks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's really? Gotta, it's we gotta actually wait till the next Audible. day. I, I can tell. I, I, I listen. No I have a, the app on my phone. I paid extra for that. I, it's, I've done everything. And I still have a hard time getting in the building. Damn. <laughs> Everyone does, though. <laughs> Everyone does. That was my other title. I wanted to be... Uh, King of the Audible listeners. Those that was the other one. If it was up to us, we get rid of them. But you know what? We pay money too, and we yeah, but not to us. I pay. Well, I've just paid for you guys. I no. only subscribe to this show. Yeah, I pay Audible would, let for me explain to you, this this radio <laughs> that show. That would be well, like we get it. if you Who tell your jokes it? tonight, and then tomorrow some guy named Frank goes to work and says, "If you give me twenty dollars, I'll tell you everything Mike said but on the show." Bring, but, last night. Right. but me yeah. and that guy would have to have some kind of deal, right? No. So no, how does that, that even a, happen? That was an old XM deal years ago. But X isn't isn't. Yeah, but when we moved over, Sirius went. Well, that's crazy. We're not doing that anymore. So it's so just where is this, where is my money going? Is is to Audible, I believe. Some scumbag. But then they yeah. they lie and say that Chris didn't put the things up, and they'll actually tell people who complain Chris didn't put the things up <laughs> when he did. Give me a give me you know here give me the twenty whatever you pay, and I'll call you when they're showing <laughs> out and put the phone. You know what? That's a good system. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> just call in and at least me, at least then I'm like. I might get That's Easter eggs or something. Do. I don't. We don't even get the Easter eggs. We don't get anything. But, yeah, we you know, don't. I, I know. You guys talk about how little, how little we matter. Yeah, you don't matter at all to us. No. Because once I went to to, and it wasn't our bosses we have now. It was our previous bosses. And I said, "There's a problem with Audible." And they go, "What is Audible?" They did not <laughs> even know that we were connected with it. Well, y'all ought to get a piece of that money from over mm. there. Y'all ought to. Who cares about it? You well, I mean? it's We're totally greedy. coming greedy to your people. channels. You know, Ron, Ron is he's on. I know that you don't have the whole thing. He is literally on. He's even on the NASCAR channel. I mean, I'm, I'm not just trying. You. I I'm just, just love NASCAR. I love talking about racing and like how long a pit should take. Yeah, man. You know, like, was he going to get out of that pit in time? I can tell Where the, the tires? All the logos on your shirt. You know? Yeah, you can it's tell. fun he stuff. Just, he just tell. keeps taking lefts every time you think he's covered a topic. He takes another left and then another left. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great. That's why she's a big pro, ladies and gentlemen. Well, maybe I should get a uh, job here. I Hold think on. so. I think I subscribe uh, Mike, to you you're on the Face Show. Hey, buddies. I just heard that you're talking about the Jim Norton pre-sale tickets. It's my understanding you got to have a password, and the password is Chip. The password is Chip. Jeff. Hi, buddy. Password is Chip. Thank you so much. You're welcome, buddy. I, I'm going to look at my sheet here, and I don't have the password as Chip. So, well, I got a Facebook thing that said I got a, you know, I got it on a perfect post. All right, I'm going to take your word for it. So, tickets for Norton special taping in Boston, January 17th, are available at pre-sale on Ticketmaster until 10 o'clock today. 
And that uh, that little term is chip. I was looking at your cigars. What if I was Monica Lewinsky and taped cigars to my thigh? That would be so current. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't. I can't think of costumes. You're worried about this. Now. I am. She just kind of. I have no idea. Oh. What are good costumes? I love. I. I think that you. Whatever you show up, just put on like one little mask, like you're a, like a cat burglar, and that's it. Because it's like, hey, I'm here to rob diamonds or something. Just the smallest little <laughs> mask over your eyes. <laughs> I think this party is going to be exceptional. Yeah. All these beautiful, funny women hanging out together. And random people who yeah, just win ra- tickets by signing up. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> random creeps. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun that I want to... <laughs> honestly, it's starting to sound like a brothel. Now that we're <laughs> right. finally getting to that point, it's sounds- a little uncomfortable. Did I ever tell you the time that... I don't think I ever no. told you the time that I, I saw Mini-Me getting a... a, a, a allegedly... <laughs> Mini me, I mean the mini me of me, but it could be someone who is a small of stature, famous, mm-hmm. famous uh, celebrity getting a blowjob at the Playboy Mansion. No, by a playmate, and it looked like a, <laughs> it looked like a snake eating a frog. It was so horrible. There was this whole crowd just crowded around, and I'm like, what is going on? And then I look and I see it, and I'm like. Holy shit, she is blowing a midget. And this big security guy looked at me. This was before people were politically correct. You could yeah. say midget. And, and they, he goes, you're loud. I'm like, she's blowing <laughs> a midget in public. And I'm the issue here. That's what your definition of public display of manners is. Oh, my God. And that's that, what this is slowly sounding like. That is hysterical. All right, we got to wrap this one up, Chris. Why don't you do all the plugs you need to do? Tammy Pescatello, she's performing at the Improv in Kansas City, Missouri. <laughs> Thursday, November 6th through Saturday, November 8th. Go to ImprovKC.com for tickets. And then she's performing at the Improv in Chicago <laughs> next the following week, November 13th to the 15th. At, and you go to Chicago.improv.com for tickets. And her album's available on iTunes. It's called Finding the Funny. And tonight in Brooklyn at Palisades. You can see the open mic eagle. Admission is free. Chris Gethard and Greer Barnes will also be there. Greer Barnes! And you can pick up Mike's album, Dark Comedy. Greer Barnes. Let me tell you something about Greer. I can't follow that dude. Good luck. And the Farrelly Brothers. Uh, tickets are still available. Go to theinterrobank.com for Unmasked with the Fairleys. That's happening November 11th, Tuesday at 12 p.m. Go to theinterrobank.com to find out how to get tickets. What about all the plugs for the party? And then, you, if you've been in a SiriusXM subscriber since at least October 10, 2014, you can go to SiriusXM.com slash Jenny McCarthy before October 27th at 10 a.m. Eastern to come hang out for the Dirty Sexy Funny Costume Party Show and sharing some drinks with some special surprise guests. For official rules and to enter, go to SiriusXM.com. No purchase necessary. What if I'm the real ISIS? Oh, Almighty oh. ISIS! Perfect. Love Wouldn't it. that be great? No, would be the real ISIS that there are the original <laughs> ISIS. Uh, Chris, you forgot Jim Norton's show. And then you can go to Ticketmaster to get <laughs> tickets to Jim the, to get tickets to Jim Norton's show. And then his password is Chip. Password is Chip. That's for the special taping in Boston on January 17th. They're available for pre-sale right now. Ticketmaster until 10 p.m. today. Password is Chip. 
And then you and Madonna are getting together for the 20th anniversary of League of Their Own. <laughs> I can't do it. This used to be my playground. <laughs> I'd say, guys, we'll see you all in here tomorrow. Can we plug everything we need to plug? Uh, that's the end of my show. Donk. You know what you've been doing? You've been listening to the Ron and Fez Show. It's now over, but don't worry. You can listen again and again on Sirius XM On Demand. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand. Listen to Ron and Fez whenever you want. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand.